following program contains language and subject matter that you may consider unsuitable for children. Parental discretion is advised. Greetings, Earthman. Uh, His Highness the Jackal. The Jackal. I'm going to pass the reins to Mr. Jackal, the new king of radio. I think Jackal's a Latino. I'm not sure, but he'll give it to you again. The Jackal. Welcome one, welcome all, welcome friends, welcome foes to another exciting episode right here inside the Jackal's Head, live once again on psn-radio.com and of course soflowradio.com. Guys, this is December 3rd, 2020, and the dark winter has begun. Dun, 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 dun. You know, one day I hope that my uh, soundboard guy is a little bit, you know, more alive. And uh, he's paying attention, so I don't have to actually do the dun-dun-dun-dun part. Can, can you? Thank you, Pete. Yes, folks, it's 2020, December 3rd, and the dark winter is here. But... For the next couple hours, we're going to have a little bit of fun right here on the show. i got a couple of clips that I'm going to shoot you away. And uh, some of them are going to make you go, oh, what the hell? Some of them are going to get you upset. Some of them might make you laugh. I don't know. But uh, we're going to have a little bit of a discussion of what's been going on with the latest in the world of news. I have uh, some articles I'm going to read in a couple minutes. And in the second hour... I have a couple of guests who are going to join me, and we're going to have a little bit of an interesting show tonight. I'm going to be joined by the host of the Butcher Shop. The Butcher Shop. That's a butcher shop, besides where they cut your meat. Not trying to sound perverted, by no means. Well, maybe just a little bit. But I'm going to actually have on the show, again, during the second hour, Wilbur Witt and Teddy Clevenger, and they're from The Butcher Shop. Now, if you want to check out their website, go to Wild, I'm sorry, not Wild, he is Wild, but no, it's weirdwilbur.wordpress.com, that's weirdwilbur.wordpress.com, weird, yeah, weird. You know, it's not wired, it's weird. W-E-I-R-D-W-I-L-B-U-R dot WordPress dot com. So check out the uh, blog for these guys. Uh, really cool uh, gentlemen, and they're going to be on. We're going to talk about politics and everything that's going on in the world. And there's a lot going on, folks. COVID-19, as you know, eh, it's still around, uh, at least until the Sniffler... If he ever becomes the, you know, commander in thief and actually takes over the White House, uh, if Joe Biden gets in, uh, then, you know, COVID will disappear because I am starting to think, folks, that we've been duped with this whole COVID-19 thing. You know, I really, I'm starting to think. There's a, a report that I saw earlier tonight uh, on uh, Fox News, which we know how trustworthy they are. Uh, it's it's been running on, on a couple of different places, but uh, apparently, um, as far back as last year, um, they were doing some 
sample testing on uh, some patients with blood. Now, this is interesting. Uh, and and these uh, you know patients, uh, their blood was drawn. This is pre-December, uh, before we knew about the China bug. And apparently, the uh, blood samples, you know, some doctors had, uh, you know, this thing like, ah, let's test these samples just for the heck of it. And guess what? They came up positive for COVID-19. What, what the hell you say? How is it possible? If that's possible, well... How long has this virus been around? Interesting, isn't it? I mean, is this a hoax perpetrated by the left? Is this, uh, I mean, what's going on with this COVID-19 stuff? Now, there's a lot of uh, stuff going on. We have, of course, the Hunter Biden laptop debacle still in the news, but is being suppressed on a daily basis as fake news doesn't want to cover that. They don't want to cover anything real. So you know, I'm shocked this mated through the uh, the spectrum of Fox uh, News because even Fox News is becoming like fake news. So it's hard to like tell who's telling you the truth and who's not these days. Fauci uh, can't trust him with a lick. I mean, he's gone back and forth on everything. You know, and people want to blame the president. Remember, he's dealing with experts, right? And don't say, well, Biden's going to fix it, because guess what? A lot of the people that Biden wants to put in, into position are the same people. He even said, uh, yeah, Dr. Fucci, Dr. Fauci, I'm going to keep him around. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to get some of the world's uh, top scientists. Gee, uh... Joe, uh, would he happen to be the same kind of people? Yeah, probably. Well, good job on that, buddy. So, yeah, you're probably going to see some of the same folks uh, if uh, Sleepy Joe gets in place. Because I'm starting to think that this thing was really a hoax. You know, uh, look, I, I've known 13 people this year. 13. Okay, who've come down with uh, the Kung Flu. I myself had the Kung Flu. Okay? I felt nothing. My dad had it. His girlfriend had it. They they had like light flu symptoms, maybe? I don't know. Now, we've been told for for what, weeks, months, that this thing's airborne and it's going to kill everybody. The numbers are inflated. But have you seen the numbers for, like, regular flu deaths and other deaths, how, like, they're all, like, really low this year? But, like, the Kung Flu is killing everybody? Uh, You know, I've known four people who've had heart attacks this year, four. Three of them have passed away. And one of them survived, and, uh, you know, we're lucky that he did. That's uh, Seth, my uh, old co-host on Skywatchers Radio. And uh, he's recovering still, and, uh, you know, we're lucky we still have him. 
But um, guess what? Mortality rate is what it is. People die every year, right? We, we know that. But it's kind of funny, kind of funny, that they release this virus and all of a sudden, every other measure of killing you has just like, ah, taking a vacation. It's, it's, they're gone on hiatus. Cancer, hiatus. Right? Tumors, brain cancer, hiatus. Skin cancer, hiatus. Colon cancer, hiatus. No, like, they don't report on any other death. AIDS, eh, who cares? It's all about COVID, baby. COVID-19. That's all they care about. But see, that's where the problem lies. Because it seems to me that these tests are just like... Saying everybody has this shit. And, you know, what makes me the most suspicious is my dad's uh, case. This man got tested five times. Okay? He got tested once because his girlfriend was sick, and she and, and uh, she got tested and she tested positive. He tested negative, which is weird because they had been together uh, for like two days before they went to the hospital. So they went back home. He started feeling a little bit sick, so he went back, got tested. They said, "Nah, you're still negative, buddy. Nah, you're good." He went back home. Then he went back to the hospital a day later just to make sure because he was feeling a little thun- something on his throat, you know. And they were like, oh, yeah, you, you got the bug. Yeah, you, you've, you've got the bug. And uh, so, you know, there he goes. And he wanted to, like, uh, hiding like, the, like every uh, good little boy does. And uh, came back, what, uh, a month later? I, I didn't see him for like a full month, right? And, you know, he was terrified. He didn't know what was going to happen. But yeah, a couple of days in, he calls me up and he's like, eh, I nothing. So far, I'm still alive. And I'm like, well, that's a good thing. You know, we didn't know what was going on. But he, he, was, he, he kept telling me, I don't, I, you know, I don't feel anything. Now, mind you, they did give him medicine, of course. They gave him some uh, medication, and, you know, he took his pills and cocktails and Molotovs or whatever the hell they gave him, tequila, sunrises, I don't know what the hell. They fed that man, but, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's the same crap they gave me, and they've been given a lot of people. It's uh, like a cocktail of different medicines and... And they're like, uh, okay, go, now you go home and, uh, you rest up and take care of yourself and make sure you don't go run in the streets with a blindfold on or, or something like that. But, I mean, it's, uh, you know, he really had no major symptoms and I, I felt nothing. Like, it, they told me I had it and I'm like, well, I'm dead. Cause, uh, you know, I'm murdered, uh, you know, I have other preconditioned, uh, illnesses i i don't want to get too deep into my own medical history but uh you know you guys if you listen to my show you know that i'm uh you know going through lupus thyroid issues broken back uh let's see i had a tumor in my leg you know 
Well, the depression part doesn't really count as a medical condition. It's more of a mental thing. Uh, so I can't talk about that exactly. But there's a lot of other health issues. And the thyroid, uh, you know, that's a big one. Tumor in my leg, that's a big one. Broken back, that's that's a painful one, boy, let me tell you. So I figured, you know, with all that stuff and, uh, you know, my autoimmune going buck wild, I probably will die quick. And I didn't feel a thing. I'm still alive. I I no point that I get sick at all. I mean, like I said, I felt a little tingling, ting tingling in the back of my throat. And it was just this little thing. No funny comments there. Nothing. No. No, you don't. Stop. Stop that. All right. Good man. <laughs> That's funny though. But you know, it's uh it's one of those things where I felt nothing, my dad felt nothing, his girlfriend got a little sick, but it could have just been the flu and what I'm getting to guys is it seems you know that there's funny business going on and the Kung Flu I think plus the you know, the impeachment hoax and uh, you know, the last four years the left has made it uh, a nightmare for the president and for the American people in general. And what they've been doing, I think, is smoke and mirrors. I think this is a magic trick. Okay, now, how does magic work? You know, I used to have a, a friend of a friend of mine who I used to, uh, well, we kicked it a couple of times. We were friends for a very short period of time, and he moved to Vegas. And uh, now I think he, uh, his... Uh, well, let's just say he uh, he might be a she. I'm not sure yet. I saw some footage on Instagram and I was shocked. But I shouldn't be because it's, you know, it's 2020 and what's up is down and what's right is left, what's left is right, and well, that just goes right back to where it was. Anyway, uh, you know, it's just one of those things where you never know who's who anymore. And uh, this uh, one dude, his name, uh, you can actually look him up on uh, Google is in uh, YouTube. David Darkstone, okay, he's a actual uh, magician, and he, you know, when we kicked it a couple of times, I asked, I literally, I, I asked, I was like, uh, you know, how do you do magic? Like, you know, what, what's the big secret? Now, mind you, this is like 22 years ago, 21 years ago, or something like that, and uh, we were like hanging out and uh, in front of our, our friend, mutual friend's uh, establishment of work. And we were just waiting for her to get out. And, uh, and you know, I, I popped the question. I was like, you know, so how does this magic stuff work? I mean, uh, do you really practice the dark arts there, David? And he said, no, man, it's all smoke and mirrors. It's all illusions. I'm, I'm not a magician. I'm an illusionist. There's no such thing. And he kind of spilled the beans on a couple of things. And, you know, he told me the, the, how some of the tricks work. And he said, look, look at it this way. Best way to describe it is, uh, you know, we make you look at one hand, and the other hand is actually performing the trick. And just think of it like that, and that's how magic kind of works. You, we, we make you see one thing, but we're actually doing something that you're just not able to see. And that makes, you know, th- that's simplifying. It's like when you you talk to a web designer like myself, and you're and you're asking, well, how do you, do you develop websites? And I'll tell you, well, it's uh, very simple. And you're like, no, it's not. 
And then I ask you, well, what part of it is kicking your ass? And they're like, well, the, the actual creating of the artwork. I can't get the Photoshop to work. And I'm like, well, what, what's wrong? Why don't you understand? Normally I get the answer like, what? Well, none of it. And then I simplify it for them. And I, and I put it this way and I tell them, listen, it's very simple. Photoshop works in layers. Just remember that. When you're doing a, an artwork or you're doing something, it's all layering. It's like video, like audio. It's all done by layering. When you do a video post or an audio post, you put layers of things to make it spice up and to make it look good. That's how you do music. It's all layer. You had drums, snares, you know, you had the abilities, the, the artist singing or rapping or singing opera or whatever the hell, you know, singing in Yaddle, dude, yoo-hoo, or whatever the hell you're putting on the record. Um, but the point is, it's all layering, right? That's across the board. Magic is the same way. It's layering, but it's with a sleight of hand. It's trickery. And that sleight of hand is like, look over here where the act is over here. And then the layers are everything else that builds the act. So you have to you have to kind of look at it like that. And you know that to me, when I you know on my logical mind that when I put it together like that, it makes kind of sense. So I started looking at you know um, what had been going on here, and I'm looking at the big picture of the last four years. And I'm seeing uh, this has been like what David uh, described to me as a magic trick on a big scale. I mean, th- there's a lot of players involved here, folks. I saw footage just a little while ago before I came on air. And uh, the footage was in Georgia where they actually had a camera set up and they showed people when they're supposed to be closed down because a water pipe broke and they closed everybody down to everybody get the hell out we're not counting anymore well guess what footage was still rolling right i guess they didn't realize that they had cameras in the corners recording the entire thing i mean this is all stupid some of these people this is how you get caught and your own stupidity, okay? This is the epitome of dumb right here. These people have orchestrated probably one of the greatest fraudulent elections in the history of the country and possibly the world. You're talking about the President of the United States of America and he is possibly the victim of voter fraud on a, a scale which the world has never seen before. And a bunch of dum-dums in Atlanta, Georgia. Atlanta. Georgia. By the way, shout out to my good buddy Kevin Farrar, who's up in Atlanta, Georgia. He, he works for the devil. Yes, indeed. He works for, uh, Google. Uh, anyway. But he's, he's a good friend. I've known him for a long time. And he, he's innocent of the, uh, devilish connections. But, um, uh, Atlanta is a hotbed for criminal activity, folks, and it does not shock me that this is uh, footage that is on the Internet. Now, if you guys haven't seen it, I suggest you check this out. There's a prosecutor. Her name escapes me now, but she came. Oh, she's uh, an attorney, right, Pete? An attorney, yeah. 
and uh, she came out and she said um, very, uh, you know, very clearly what was happening. She described it. She showed the video. Uh, basically, they got these people with their hands on their meat. Okay, and uh, well, on the, hands on the ballot. Let's put it that way. And uh, these folks were uh, pretty much uh, caught rigging it. Now, how do they do this? Easily, again, when they close everything down, they have these bags full of ballots hidden under a table. Thousands of them. And a selective few, maybe like four or five of these uh, individuals were in there after they had told everybody to leave, and they started feeding the machines with these ballots, which were all during that big spike that went for Biden. Gee, why would that happen? Now, the president went on TV, and, uh, of course, the mainstream media didn't want to, you know, broadcast it, but the Internet did, and we all heard them talk about the spike in some areas uh, that took place overnight when they were supposed to be not counting, right? I mean, look, this is, uh, they've been at this for uh, the last couple of weeks, three weeks now, and they've been putting together a, a hell of a case. Remember, November 3rd was the election. It's December 3rd now. It's been exactly one month, folks. One month since the election. So in three, four weeks, they've had very little time to put together a case of what happened in the fraud. And my God, I mean, the the amount of witnesses that have shown up in each one of these hearings, and mind you, they're not under oath, let's clear that up, we know that they're not under oath, but these people are showing up, they sign affidavits, uh, you know, they've uh, put their uh, life on the line, basically, because if they are perceived to be lying or caught lying, they will go to jail. Now, who puts their freedom on the line when if they're lying, right? You're not going to do that unless you've really seen some shit and you're you know you're not happy about it. And there's really shenanigans going on, and that's what I believe these people saw. They saw some stuff they weren't happy with, and this is what they did. They, they came forward, and they have a lot of eyewitnesses. They've seen stuff happen, but now you have actual video proof that monkey business and uh, shenanigans were taking place. And I've been saying this for months. Atlanta, Georgia is going to be a problem. Anybody who's been listening to my show would know that I've said this over and over again. Atlanta, Georgia is going to be an issue. Why? Because of the people surrounding Georgia. Keisha Lance Bottoms to, you know, name one beauty. Okay? There's, uh, there's so much happening in this thing. We have a representative, uh, Cynthia Johnson, who went on some rambling tirade and got smacked down in a hearing after she was trying to intimidate a witness. I mean, I, I'm not kidding, folks. This is, you know, this is how bad this has gotten. 
when you have representatives who are supposed to be there bipartisan and they're supposed to be listening to people that are witnesses to possible voter fraud and you're sitting there intimidating the witness and then you wonder why people don't want to come forward and, and want to be whistleblowers and are afraid this is what's going on the left thinks that you know they can intimidate people and by the most part they have and a lot of people in this country are falling for it and they're bowing down I mean, I saw footage this summer of you know some of these Antifa thugs and some of uh, these Black Lives Matter uh, thugs going around telling people literally kneel and say you're sorry for what your ancestors did. And I'm talking about just white people. Now I'm not white; I'm Latino. But I was disgusted. Okay, I, I mean, it, that's not proper behavior in this country or any country. To just randomly go around and say, oh, you're so-and-so of color, right? This, this is your color, right? Right? Well, I need you to bow down. I'm going to beat your ass. Folks, uh, that's not how this country uh, you know, works. Remember, our founding forefathers are from an era where a lot of bad things were happening worldwide. Slavery, yes, we know it was bad. Nobody uh, is saying that it was a good old time for everybody. It was a terrible time for America. It was a terrible time for the world. Terrible time. But we got to face the facts that that happened a long time ago. We're in a different era. We're supposed to be civilized individuals in this country. And the left are acting like, uh, you know, they don't want to be civilized. They just want to join the, you know, the the kinds of places like Venezuela and these shithole countries that are ran by militias and ran by uh, just dictators. And really, they want to destroy the one true great democracy in this in this world. Now we're, you know, we're a great country. Doesn't mean that other countries aren't great, also. There's a lot of great countries. You know, we're not the only great country, but we are the greatest country. And, you know, this is the reason why immigrants want to come here. You know, for the most part, yeah, we, you know, some of us like going and experiencing other places, but we always come back home. Right? Because this is the land of the free, the home of the brave. And it, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of soldiers that, have died over the years, you know, for this country, fighting for this country, who didn't look at each other like black or white. You know, they were all brothers, and they died like brothers. And, you know, when 9-11 happened, there was a beautiful moment for a couple of weeks where we all treated each other like such. And then that went away quick. And now we have idiots like Cynthia Johnson literally badgering a witness, rambling incoherently, because she knows there's shenanigans going on. Look, everybody in Congress that is Democrat knows that they rigged this thing, folks. Okay, let's let's stop playing like you know we we think they, these people don't know it. They're all in on it. This could be the biggest RICO act in the history of the world because every single individual in Congress knows exactly what happened. 
okay? The media knows exactly what happened. The people behind the scenes who caused the the fraud itself knows exactly what they did. The the people who purchased the Dominion machines and, and put that in there, knowing that that rigged the Venezuelan election with Hugo Chavez, know exactly how that happened. The fact that you had the actual people that run Dominion there in, in Georgia, I believe, yeah, it was, it was Georgia, and the night that this uh, rigging took place, and then they're running the machines, and then they come out saying, no, this is the the most cleanest election ever. I mean, they couldn't even say that shit with a straight face. There was a smirk when the guy was saying, great, cleanest election ever. Listen to this uh, idiot, Thank Cynthia you, Johnson. Mr. Chair. Mr. Chair, please indulge me. As a woman from the city of Detroit, a woman who has lived, I'm talking about me now, who has lived in the city of Detroit all of my 62 years, and having spoken with many, and by the way, thank you, uh, having spoken with many people who worked the TCF or TFC. TCF. All right, let's uh, let Representative Johnson continue. Um, and, And please get to your question, Representative. I will. I will. So my question really to you, uh, Mr. Chair, I'm going to repeat it again. These people, our guests are sharing information, just sharing and sharing and speaking and speaking. No one is under oath. There are, the world is watching us right now and the world is watching right now and there are one person after another who's testifying or who's making allegations because that's exactly what they are allegations of of wrongdoing in the city of Detroit i wonder and i'm going to ask you the question did you see any cameras at the tcf center all right, so. And Representative, I just want to remind you, I, I think it was the purpose of today's hearing to hear from people across Michigan who witnessed things at the TCF Center. That's why we're here. Well, you know, so, here, so, here, and well, I'm not going to argue with you about that. Here, so okay, so they're here, but they're taking so much time, and I see no Detroiters. There is one Detroiter. It, stop that. Please continue, Representative. And, and there is one Detroiter, but I have many emails. Since there's no one who you have in this room to represent Detroiters, except a couple of us in this room, I have emails from Detroiters. We've taken, what, two hours? What's your? Qu- did you have a question? I, I'm willing... I- Please stop yelling, people in the audience. Let me handle this. Um, Representative, listen, we've had hearings in the past, as you know. We'll have more hearings. Today, we've invited Mr. Giuliani 
And Mr. Giuliani has brought forward witnesses uh, that, that he uh, as a, says have firsthand knowledge of fraud. That's what we are doing today. And if we want to find out if... Please let me finish. Yes. All right. So if you want to do other hearings, we're doing more hearings. But today we're here to hear from these people. So do you have a question for these witnesses? No, I have some concerns, many concerns. And I want to just share with you what the concerns are. Point of order? I'm sorry? Do you have a point of order? Yes. What is your point of order? Point of order is to have them under oath. You're out of order. As I've said, this is something that is not done here in this state. Um, it's really only... Uh, it may know, not be not done under court. the state, this but you're allowing people to come in here and lie, and I know they're lying. Representative, uh, you're out of order. I've given, I've indulged you, but you're out of order, and we're going to move on. And on behalf of my witnesses, I would like to point out that every single witness we've presented here has sworn an affidavit as to all of these facts. And so... Representative, please, uh, I gave you some room there, but we're going to move on. Uh, we're going to go May, may I say something, please? Sure. If that is what you want me to do, I would do it. And I will still repeat the exact same thing I watched. And you know what? I also want to say one thing. If it is a lie, it may change because a liar has to have a lot of memory power. If it is truth, you can ask me in the middle of the night, it will still be the same. All right. Folks, there you, there you go. Now, notice how she was trying to badger the, the, the witness, the whistleblower. You know, this didn't happen during the impeachment hoax. I don't remember anybody, you know, badgering Alexander Vindemont. To that level, right? I mean, they they applauded that man, and this lady has the nerve to say, "I know they're lying." How do wait? How do you know they're lying? These people signed under an affidavit. They would go to prison if they're lying, and you know that's not something you, you take lightly and you badger somebody was there and they're giving you an account of what they saw now what what's funny a different representative and um i believe it was uh the same hearing i could be wrong i saw this uh clip before i i don't have an audio for it but uh there no that actually this was uh probably i think a couple of days before it might have been the arizona hearing one of the uh reps who was up there hearing uh, was, uh, you know, one of the witnesses uh, was talking to a, a person who was at one point a representative himself who's kind of a, a, a techie dork and, uh, he knows a lot about the machines and stuff and he's talking to them about, like, how the algorithms work and how the machines were online and how this and that works and, and, uh, this, uh, <laughs> this beauty and, uh, I should have the clip, but unfortunately I don't have it. She comes out and says that, uh, well, you know, I ran into somebody at Macy's, and they told me that they were there that night, and everything went smooth. So I'm going to believe my friend who I saw at Macy's over you, over a supposed expert. <laughs> no, think about that, folks. They believe somebody at Macy's. Okay, 
<laughs> I mean, uh, you can't make that up. Okay, uh, I mean, they they actually believe a, a person at Macy's over an actual person who's testifying under a subpoena, not under a subpoena, but under an affidavit uh, for perjury. Now, at no point did she mention this person's name because, you know, you want to have an accountability of, you know, who you're talking about, right? I mean, that only seems fair. No, no, no. What accountability? (laughs) You know, why actually have a name? No need. So, you're telling me and I think this is also in Michigan. I could be wrong. But anyway, you're telling me that you're going to believe somebody from Macy's, but a person who is an actual expert can't believe them. No, no, that's, that's too much, you know, because that's how the left thinks. Uh, I mean, it, it's pretty disgusting, folks, when you have to, like, Sit and watch what's happening and the bias behavior, the, the, the clear, clear takeover. I mean, this is, uh, uh, look, anybody who thinks that this is a legit operation of this election was actually legitimate, you're completely delusional. <laughs> I mean, uh, do you, how much more evidence do you need, really? I mean, seriously. And, uh, yeah, this is the Michigan, uh, the thing, uh, there, Pete. It was, yeah, this is the Michigan one. It was on uh, December 1st. Yeah, it was a couple of days ago, December 1st. And, uh, I mean, look, I don't understand how much more you need, really, to compare Emilia Macy's and trash an expert is you know telling you everything you need to hear i mean really i mean that's that says it all and uh anybody who believes after you hear this person and i'm trying to find the person's name the representative um that's a lady i'll give her that much Uh, well look it's uh the Michigan Senate Committee uh, holds hearing on election issues December 1st. This is like a seven-hour clip, guys, so good luck finding it. But it's in there. I should have really clipped it up. Maybe I'll have it for, uh, for the next show that I do here. Uh, but, I mean, again, anybody who believes this nonsense that this is the cleanest election ever, and you see the behavior of these people on the left, you see the rambling on, you see the... The amount of damage that they've done to the country. You have to be a moron to not see this for what's been going on. I mean, really, you have to completely be checked out of reality to not understand they were being played. This election has been rigged. Joe Biden <laughs> right now is sitting on like an eighty million popular votes a guy with zero charisma no hype enthusiasm nothing was losing 
And all of a sudden now he's got 80 million popular votes. Hmm. And the votes just keep piling in. It's like a, it's an amazing magic trick. Friends, don't fall for it. Don't fall for it. It's all a big lie. It, it's been a big hoax from the beginning. This ties into the, I believe, the China bug, the impeachment. They've been doing everything in their power to take over the government. This is a power move. It's a complete power grab by the left. They've been putting this uh, shenanigans together for the last four years. The impeachment, they knew they had nothing there. Okay, that was being used as a smoke and mirror. Notice how that lasted till what, January, February, and then, boom, on to the next thing. The China bug, right? Even the president, I'm sure, was like, holy crap, what the hell is this? You know, like, oh, man, this now is a virus. Remember, this is a, a president who's been trying to, like, be, be the president and at the same time dodge all the bullets that are coming his way from the left that are just trying to, like, destroy his presidency while he was doing a great job the first three years. The economy was good. We were booming. You know, economically, the country was taking over again in trades, and, you know, people were employed. You know, businesses were having record numbers. The stocks were doing good. Everybody was having a good time. Then this year happened. Okay. Now the worst part is if this year's is just uh, this is just a warm up for next year and next year's a lot worse. That could happen. Under a Harris Biden administration, that could happen. Now, if you want to hear uh, something funny, I got a joke for you. What are two parts of a fraud squad? If <laughs> okay, if you said AOC and Elam Omar, you're absolutely right. That's two parts of the fraud squad. So if you got that right, kudos for you. Now, if you want to know who is uh, running the shenanigans behind the scenes, folks, take a look no further than the fraud squad and their kind of ilk. I'm talking about all these sudden uh, integration of either Muslim or, dare I say it, Fringe leftist women. Does that make me a sexist? Probably not. But, you know, in today's day and age, you say anything about a woman, you're a sexist. <laughs> but, you know, they want equal rights. But if you say anything about a woman, you're evil Arthur? sexist. Yeah. Anyway... I'm not a sexist, but I'm just going to call this how it is. If you notice Talib, Kualab, Kualib, whatever, uh, Jaylene Presley, Nancy Pelosi, and a bunch of women, right? They're, 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 a lot of these women are in Congress, and they're causing a lot of problems, and they're all sold out to the left. Ilan Omar and uh, AOC are no... Uh, well, they're no different. They're They're definitely... Two of a kind, and they're uh, they're socialist, democrat, leftist lunatics. Okay, and uh, now they also have an issue with Joe Biden. So it's just the comedy. You can't. I mean, you 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 can't make this shit up. 
Representative Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, better known as AOC, and Ilan Omar, the head of the fraud squad, are boosting a petition against Joe Biden already. And the the issue they're having is uh, for him nominating his former chief of staff to a new role in his administration, the one he's putting together with his coloring book. He Remember, he's having Bruce Reed, a deficit hawk, and, uh, you know, that's what they called him. They called him a deficit hawk, and he's appointing uh, him to his administration. Bruce Reed and these two gems called him a deficit hawk and started criticizing this, uh, his past support for Social Security and Medicare cuts. Now, the progressives are mounting the pressure campaign after the president maybe soon elect, because he's not elect yet, folks. Uh, but when uh, sleepy Joe Biden uh, made his selection, they let it be known that they did not like or favor the candidate. In the, in the uh, first place, they said that in his first slate of the cabinet nominees, uh, this is not somebody who would have picked him. They are serious about installing some of their allies, blocking anyone who doesn't pass their smell test and making noise if they're not heard. This is the radical left, folks. That's right, Sleepy Joe. What to do? What to do? He appoints uh, Bruce Reed, and already he's getting called out by uh, the AOCs of the world. Now, I think they're doing this because they really do think they got this thing in the bag, and they're already starting their little movement towards Sleepy Joe. Remember that 25th Amendment, folks? Remember that? I think, you know, we, we've we've all heard about, you know, the, the rumors that Joe's going to be a transition candidate to Kamala Harris, Right? One way of, uh, you know, making that happen is saying, look, man, his uh, policies are not working, you know, like he's not doing a good job. You know, from the very beginning, we had issues with uh, people he was appointing, and they're, you know, they're no good. So we got to get get him out of here. That Amendment 25, let's get him rolling out. And, folks, this is, uh, I think, the first step in that. Remember... I've been uh, saying from a long time ago that Atlanta, Georgia was going to be a problem, and here we are with that. Now write this down. I'm saying it right now. This is the first step right here of them mounting inconceivable proof that Joe Biden cannot be president. So in a few months after he's sworn in, they get um, announced that, you know what, he's going to step down because he just... You know, he's fumbling along, and he just can't handle the job. So Kamala is going to be the new queen, I mean, president of the United States. Kamala Harris, the African-American from India and Jamaica. I, I had no idea that there was a, a India and Jamaica in, African, in, the, in the African continent. I did that. That boggles my mind. I, I had no clue that that was even possible. But apparently, 
I guess like they have a Roswell, Georgia, and a Roswell, New Mexico, and they have a Miami and Ohio, and Ohio and Florida. I don't know the guy like you know Florida, New York. I guess maybe I don't know. Well, we'll we'll take that with a grain of salt. Um, let's see. Oh, big, 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 big story. As you know, there's uh, been more lockdowns and threats and all kinds of stuff. People have uh, gone to jail over the week just for opening their businesses because they're <laughs> you can riot, you can loot, you can burn, you can steal, you can kill as long as you're doing it for the left. But as soon as you uh, demand to have your business open and you need you know to provide for yourself, your family, or your loved ones, or you know your mistress or your coke dealer or whatever. You need to provide for your ha- your your habits, your you know whatever. You need to provide for yourself in the legal way. They don't want you to do that anymore. They, they 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 want you to stay locked in. Well, you know people are starting to get the gist. Dave Morris is one business owner of a restaurant who who's smelling the uh, the cooking, and this is not the Rock's cooking. This is Dave Morris, and he was on TV. And folks, you gotta understand that this is hysterical. You gotta listen to this, or maybe not. I I think the uh, clip is not gonna play for some reason. Well, that sucks. I thought I had the uh, the clip cued, but, if, but if for some reason it didn't play. Yeah, well, let's see. I'm gonna see why that didn't play in a second here, but uh, there's another clip that I'm going to get to instead. And uh, we'll get to Dave Morris. But take my word for it. People are getting arrested all over the country. And uh, Dave Morris, looked that clip up online. I tried to put it on the system here for whatever reason. They didn't go through. Uh, Pete told me that it would go through. I don't know what what happened there, Pete. No answer, right? He has no idea. It's, it's like talking to a brick wall. This guy. That's uh, that's what happens when you you're paying for bad, you know, service, and that's what I have here with my board guy. Uh, but uh, you know, people are getting fed up, folks, and people are starting to like wake up, and uh, you know, it's it's funny because. When you start to look around and you start to see, you know, exactly what you're dealing with. And, you know, this guy made a a really excellent point. Okay, he said something that was very important. And and I wish I had the clip. Uh, Maybe I could still get it if I get a minute here. But anyway, he made an excellent point in the clip. He said, look, you had enough money to give everybody about 20 grand to go home for like two or three months, right? Everybody, every citizen in the country, they could have done that for them. But they chose not to. Oh, why? Why would you choose not to help the population unless there's something else happening? Right? And I think that's what happened here. I think something else was going on. 
And they just don't want to, you know, help anybody. They want you to stay locked in. They want you to die. Because the worse they can make it, the better it is for them. Population control. They get, you know, the, the greed new deal. They get to destroy the government, to destroy the country, destroy the United States. And they get rid of older people. This is a, a, a war that is a weird, strange war, but it's one that is being fought. And it's fought by not only the, the Democrats and the Republicans. Uh, this is not a black or white issue because, you know, there's plenty of both on both sides. So it's not, a, I don't think, a racial issue at this point. It's a, it might be a class issue when it comes to, like, money class. Uh, but the funny thing is, if the left takes over and, and socialism, communism takes over, a lot of these idiots that are supporting it on the left are going to find themselves pretty pissed when all their money's gone. But uh, I digress. I think Pete, though, did you get the, 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 yeah, the said no. Here on this pit, uh-huh. Marius, is everything okay? okay? My government leaders have abandoned me. Are you are you the owner? Four trillion dollars of stimulus money. They gave it to who? Special interest groups and campaign donors. I'm Dave Morris. I own the place. So what's going on? What's going on? You know what's going on. Tell me. You tell me. Hey, we got a government that has taken the stimulus money. They gave it to special campaign donors. They gave it to special interests. They abandoned me. And they have put me in a position where I have to fight back. Okay? So do you feel that this is the right thing to do? Absolutely. I feel everybody needs to stand up. Hey, listen. There was enough money to give every family, every family in this country, $20,000 to go home for two months. They chose to give it to special interests and campaign donors, the Kennedy Space Center, and they abandoned us. So you could have given me money. I'd gladly walk away for 60 days and let this virus settle down. I'm not going to do it alone. Okay. Are you going to continue to violate the state's orders and this stay open? This is a sta- state order. This isn't an order. This is a conspiracy. This is a tyranny. What do you want to tell other restaurant owners who... Wake up. Stand up. This is America. Be free. I got patriots coming out supporting... This- there you go, folks. That was the clip, and uh, thanks to my board op, who immediately got that up and running. And, uh, you know, there you go. You heard it. Uh... That's powerful stuff. I mean, this is, uh, again, Dave Morris. He's a, a proud business owner of a restaurant. Uh, you know, his business, folks, is, uh, you know, going under because, again, of people that just don't give a crap. You know, the, the, the same people, the governors, the mayors, these Democrats that are in power telling these people, you can't have your business open, you can't go to church, you can't do this, you can't do that. Look, I'm agnostic. I don't care what church these people go to. It's none of my business. We're in America, folks. You have the right of free speech, you have the right uh, to assembly, you have the right for, to peaceful protesting, you have the right to bear arms, you have the right to your own religion. And if you want to go to church, go to church. If you want to eat at a restaurant, eat at a damn restaurant. Okay? But if you're going to keep people locked in, and there's really a virus going on, okay? Like he said, you could have given everybody about 20 grand and told them, hey, look, uh, this is for, like, bare essentials and only essential workers. 
um, that are going to be delivering like food supply, you know, like when you when you need it, and it's going to be the food industry that's going to still be available because you know we we want you to be fed, and uh, there's going to be a supply and demand issue. So uh, you know, there's certain ways around this, but you give everybody twenty grand and you shut them down for a couple months. People are not going to have a problem, and you're going to save a lot of small businesses. He's absolutely right. A lot of the big corporations, Amazon, these, you know, these big companies got billions. Look, if you're a billionaire, why are you getting billions? I don't. I, I never understood that. The little guy got nothing. You know, they they swung that uh, stimulus check on in your face for like what, like. Six months now, and they've given you nothing else. You you should have had at least two or three stimulus checks by now, maybe four, five. But nope, not not a one, just one, just one stimulus check for twelve hundred bucks. That folks did not even cover the rent for one month for most people, and that's what they gave. Now, this is not the president's fault. I know they want to blame the president on the left, but if you look at what happened, if you actually look at the facts, okay, because I'm, I'm, I'm all about facts. I don't deal with emotion like, the, you know, a lot of these uh, leftist uh, snowflakes deal with, oh, my feelings are hurt. Oh, no, my feelings. Oh, oh my, my ass, I'm so butthurt. I don't deal with that, folks. I deal with reality. And the reality is that they had enough money to give everybody enough money to survive, okay? And kept essential workers employed. Because guess what? People are greedy by nature. You tell you get somebody twenty grand and tell them, "Well, you're an essential worker. You're gonna make this much uh, extra. Plus, you're gonna get the twenty grand." Guess what? People are not going to stop going to like their essential jobs if they're going to have twenty grand extra in the bank and they're going to be banking at their job. Uh, you know, a lot of people are still going to do it. They're, they're going to be like, "Yeah, hell yeah, this is good times for them." As long as they survive the COVID, you know, they, I'm sure a lot of people would still do their job. And and if they would not do it, you could find other essential workers to do it. So there'll always be an essential worker. To deliver groceries, be a, you know at a grocery store or a mall or anywhere that you would need to have people employed for uh, you know some kind of like uh, testing or or hospitals or you know anything that is essential, right? So you're always going to have that. But no, what they did was they built out all these big companies, these big corporations, and they screwed the rest of us, and now they want us to lock in for more. No way, man. I'm with that guy. I, I feel his pain. I understand what he's going through. And, folks, that is not what this country is all about. we got to protect ourselves. we got to protect each other. we got to protect our nation. And right now, the only one I see that is really doing this is a few Republicans and the president. And this is coming from a guy who voted Democrat his entire life. That's me. And I left the plantation because I smelled the cooking. And it wasn't the rocks. Then it smelled good. Guys, it smelled like rotten eggs mixed with a little bit of dog poop. 
With that said, folks, uh, this uh, is the end of the first hour. We're, we're a little bit over. I'm going to go ahead and go on break now. And uh, when I come back, I'm going to bring uh, Mr. Witt, Wilbur Witt. That's right, the one and only from the butcher shop is going to be here. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about maybe some of this, maybe some of that. But it's going to be a good hour. Wilbur Witt and Teddy Clevenger are going to join the show here shortly. So stick around. This is Inside the Jackal's Head. Again, live on audio on psn-radio.com and SoFlow Radio. Don't go anywhere. The wait is over. The forces of freedom are on the rise again. Enemies of America, it's time to look up and see what's flying overhead. Because Hawk Hunter, the wingman, is back. In the Odessa Raid, Mac Maloney's latest installment in the Wingman series, Hawk Hunter leads a 10,000-mile transglobal air raid against a secret Arctic base belonging to his archenemy, Russian super spy, Viktor Robotov. The world's worst villain barely escapes with his life, and Hunter vows to track him down again. But suddenly, the Wingman is needed elsewhere. Hawk must help a small colony of war survivors fight off a Russian invasion. Then he's pressed to search for a Canadian warship lost in the Bermuda Triangle. But when Hawk attempts to free an American spy from a Russian prison, he suddenly finds the chance to fulfill his original mission. Follow all the high-flying action and intrigue in the latest addition to Mac's best-selling Wingman series. That's Wingman 19, The Odessa Raid, Available at your local bookstore and on Amazon.com. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's SupermanHomePage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. SupermanHomePage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. SupermanHomePage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more, everything you ever wanted to know about the Man of Steel and more. SupermanHomePage.com TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application, Mobile Talk Radio. Imagine having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. You'll be surprised how easy it is to use. So I think what's going on here is that Obama is banking on unemployment falling. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Talk Stream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's SupermanHomePage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. SupermanHomePage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. SupermanHomePage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the man. Man of Steel and more. SupermanHomePage.com. When you choose a great tasting Miller Lite, you're choosing on taste. And that's the right choice, not the wrong choice, because right is way better than wrong. You don't try to do the wrong thing. Wrong on, brother? 
Back off, and I don't even know you. If someone asks you if everything's all wrong, ask them to pull your finger. Ever read the Bill of Wrongs? It was written by James Battison and John Saddams. Drawing a wrong triangle? Place this protractor at 90 degrees and sit on it. What's wrong around the corner? An 8-foot ex-con named Tiny, and he wants your wallet. That's wrong up your alley, just like the drifter feeding moldy muffin stumps to his 13 hairless cats. Got a wrong hand man? I've got a cousin named Randall with clammy hands. The customer's always wrong? Well, that explains the waiter's creepy grin as I ate my toast. Two wrongs do make a wrong. Am I wrong? Wrong. So don't make the wrong choice. Make the right choice. And choose on taste. Triple hops brewed Miller Lite. Taste greatness. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Great beer, great responsibility. At Miller Lite, we believe if you're not choosing a light beer with more taste, you need to man up, not man down. Because up is way better than down. You don't tell someone sad to cheer down. What's down, dog? A steamy pile. And you just stepped in it. Giddy down, cowboy? You must be settled on a blind three-legged jackass. Struggling to make down your mind? Let me help you. Yes, wear pants today. Looking for a down-and-coming neighborhood? Try cell block 4C. Great view with lots of bars nearby. Got a job at a start down company? Let me guess. You slap buckets on a street corner. Getting pumped down for your big party? It's in a chat room and the only guest is Bernie, the 67-year-old retired clown. Oh, and your girlfriend's not wearing a push-down bra. It's called gravity, Isaac Nitwit. Can I be down front with you? All this down talk is bringing me down. So don't man down. Man up and choose a light beer with more taste. Triple Hops Brewed Miller Lite. Taste greatness. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Great beer, great responsibility. The Miller Lite Home Draft gives you the great Pilsner taste of Miller Lite on draft in your fridge. And it stays fresh for up to 30 days. And fresh is a lot better than stale. You don't go outside for a breath of stale air. Catching a stale water fish? Bet it has three eyes and a hoof. Brewing a stale pot of coffee? That's one grande stinks a latte. Ah, the smell of stale cut grass. FYI, I'm knee-high in manure. Serving snacks and restalements at your party? That's a real party pooper, Padre. A stale baked cookie? Goes great with a warm glass of shut your trap, chap. Stale squeezed OJ? Exqueeze me, but no J. If your buddy tells you he's keeping things stale, he needs to change his underpants. Need to restale your web browser? Try www.getaclue.nerd. Don't get stale with me. That's just gross. So why drink stale beer when you can have up to 30 days of fresh draft beer in your fridge? The Home Draft from Triple Hops Brewed Miller Lite. Taste greatness. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Great beer, great responsibility. All right, everybody, welcome back to Inside of Jackal's Head, live on audio once again on uh, psn-radio.com and, of course, SoFlo Radio. And want to, uh, again, thank everybody listening in from coast to coast worldwide and, of course, on planet Earth and somewhere deep in the jungles of the continent of Africa where they have a place called Jamaica and India where Kamala Harris is from. That's what they say anyway. I don't believe, I don't believe it. Uh, I, I've never seen that place, and I've been traveling, and I, I'm, I have not seen an India or a Jamaica, an African continent, nowhere in there. But apparently, she's African American, and she's from there. So we'll leave it at that. But welcome back, everybody. And uh, you know, this is going to be a weird time. We're living in a weird era uh, where everything is upside down. People are from different places. They don't know who they are, what they're from, what they're coming from. But we all know one thing. We're living in the end times. It's 2020, and the train is chit chit chewing along. And right from the butcher shop, 
Joining me on the second hour here on the podcast, maybe they're going to drop some wisdom. Maybe they're just going to laugh out loud at some of the, the dum-dums in the world. I don't know what's going to happen, but it's going to be fun. Gentlemen, Mr. Wilbur Witt and Teddy Clevenger are on the line. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you for having us on. Absolutely. Well, Billy, you're usually good at rolling the ball on these things. <laughs> All right. Well, he, he definitely is a, a roller. Of ball. All right, let me let me introduce who we are. As some people have heard us on other networks and read our stuff and read our books and everything. We are the founding members members of a, a blog called The Butcher Shop that has That's right. about 14,000 articles. And we're working on three books right now. Um, we, we span uh, the full spectrum of political thought. There's about 50 of us. Ted and I were the first two. We started it. As a, a notepad, we didn't intend to have a blog about six years ago, but it, it blossomed. Um, I am uh, more conservative. Ted is more liberal. We attack issues from both sides at once. Uh, we're very respectful of each other. We've been friends for 50 years. We've made and lost three fortunes, and we're working on the fourth. And um, we like to eat Slotskis, and we like to drink whiskey, but we're trying to break that habit. Thank you. That's a good. That's a good thing to break, and you you are the world's real Bill and Ted, kinda. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I, I you know I, I love the way you, you said that the once liberal, once conservative, because that's kind of like the way I've been my whole life. I, I grew up liberal, a uh, little bit conservative. Now I'm in the middle. You know, I left the parties. I call it leaving the plantations. Like, I don't really, like, deal with either side anymore because they're, they're all cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs these days, gentlemen. They're, and uh, I'm not just I'm not talking about Corn Pop, Joe Biden's friend from the uh, 1940s. I'm talking about, in general, everybody's gone and lost their mind this year. And at the butcher shop, I have noticed the articles you guys are posting on there on a, on a constant basis because you so kindly posted in the chat room for PSN Radio, and when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, oh, a new article from the butcher, butcher shop. All right, good times. And I go there, and, and I start reading, and then I'm like, all right, more stuff from my therapist. Good times. Ted, you want to comment on that? <laughs> well, it, uh, look, it, the, the reason you feel that way is because deja vu over and over and over again begins to feel like a hallucination. And, and, yes. what it, and you know what? What what it is is it? We're it's 2016 again, and we're about to <laughs> ma- we're about to m- make mistake number two. We made mistake number one, and uh, and and <laughs> believe you me, you know, uh, we're <clears throat> we're going to be a sight leaving the the hospital after this one. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and and now we're about to make mistake number two. It, it, it couldn't have been worse unless they put Hillary in there instead of Joe Biden. But, uh, you know, it, hey. it's, it's going to be the same thing. Hey, so, Ted, uh, what, what Jackal just said, do you think we ought to tell him that you're a clinical psychologist or let him just go ahead and not know that? Well, I don't think, uh, you know, my having have been a former, having formerly been a, a, a clinical practitioner and psychologist, a scientist and a practitioner, uh, it's, is of, of a lot of it. I mean, uh, to whomever that is of value, to, then let that be of value to you. Otherwise, you know, you, you need not think of it. <laughs> well, it definitely comes as a great value to me. 
But I'll tell you this much. I'll tell some of the voices inside my head to calm down a little bit uh, so you don't judge me too harshly. Yeah, well, Ted, Ted, I'll, Ted, I'll, Ted, I'll Ted. judge you all on an individual basis. <laughs> Ted, uh, when, when we went up to when we went up to Utah, up there to save all those little girls that we helped save and all that, there was a um, attorney general lady, and she was running her head to Ted and everything, and he calmly told her, "Please keep talking. I'm diagnosing you." <laughs> well, you know, uh, I, 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 what, 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 you know, what I was going, what I was saying is, I was trying to answer your question, Jack. And, and 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 that is, you know, you're really, you know, I I, I think you're, you, it's confusing to, when you start asking yourself what is conservative, and what is liberal. Correct. You know, it's a great question because the 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 liberals killed their party when they allowed the institutions to die, yes. and, uh, and 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 the conservatives killed their party this last four years with Trump, and so. You know, they, they, I'm sure they feel like they're in a better position to reorganize, but they're wrong. You know, the, the strength that they possess at the state level is going to hinder rather than help them, you know, when it comes to, to, to gathering around um, uh, a single person. And, 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 and with the nation as a whole, historically speaking, a couple of hundred years in the future, is going to get a chance to see what it was like to be Jefferson Davis in the South when you needed a Georgia brigade somewhere, but the men had to come home and pick cotton because that's what time of the year it was, you know? <laughs> so so the, the Republican Party is about to get themselves a dose of that. But well, you know, they shouldn't feel too bad that the Democrats are going to have it too. They're going to be sick as dogs. So Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, you know, it, it's funny because the Democrats are like now fighting amongst themselves and the Republicans have for, you know, for years. And this is one thing Trump gets absolutely right. The Republicans are a bunch of sissies. They're a bunch of wussies. Uh, they don't stick together. Uh, that's absolutely true. I mean, they backstab each other like constantly. But right now, what's happening with the left is so funny that I'm I'm pretty sure there's a lot of Republicans that are just sitting back and they're like, "What the hell? This is Comedy Central." I mean, that what's going on with the the, the Democrats in Congress? It, you can't write comedy that good. I mean, I, I I'm so sad that like people like Mel Brooks are on their last leg because they were still writing comedy today. This would be a spoof. What's going on with these people? I mean, it's Comedy Central. Every time you turn on. Uh, any news outlet, and you watch some of the Congress hearings, you're like, "Are you serious?" Uh, I mean, this is SNL. This is not reality. That's well, not, you know, um, <clears throat> Ted, did you hear, Ted? I read up when I was getting prepared for the show. Uh, they just about pushed uh, the the financial package through through the houses, you know. Right. And uh, how many Pelosi, billionaires Pelosi, got built out with that? Yeah, Pelosi <laughs> and McDonald are getting married and all that. But you know what they didn't do? You know what part is not in the package? Stimulus checks. For us, that's right. You get yeah. A- oh no, I, I'm I, I keep up with the Kardashians. I know what's going on in the world of uh, the weird. Uh, listen, I, I, I I've been uh, pretty upset about that. Like I said earlier on the show, they should have had at least four stimulus checks by now. 
It's ridiculous. They they talk about, oh, we got to protect everybody. we got to protect the country. we got to do this. we got to do that. But they forget to protect the little people. People like, you know, you look at my, my situation, for example. I'm sick. I have health issues. I have no way to work right now. I have no income coming in. No stimulus checks for us, right? Else they need the money. But the billionaires get money. Hey, Ted, right? you're talking, Ted, you're just talking just like you, man. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Well, great minds think alike. Go ahead, Teddy. Give it to me, bro. Not, not too raw. Well, I, no, I, Put I, a little I, sauce I, on I, it. I, can't, I, really can't see any, I really can't see anything wrong with your perspective. Um, the, the, the truth of the matter is, is that uh, uh, th- this is why the, uh, the, the turnout for Hillary was abysmal. Among, you know, among Democrats, because quite a few Democrats are also liberals and liberals just could not and st- still cannot st- stomach anything that is a holdover from the Clinton campaign. The Clinton campaign got a lot of dirty work done at, at very high levels and gave uh, and, and gave uh, control of America to a lot of people who have, you know, have their hands operating the levers inside of America are, are located in other countries, and it makes me sick. And 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 and, and so, like I said, you know, we, we're back to 2016, and we're about to make mistake number two. You know, now we're going to see what it would have been like if we went with Hillary. You know, and and it's going to be ugly. Automation is going to like double. They're going to quadruple. Oh, this is going to be this is going to be worse because look, and I'll tell you why. I don't think the, we would have had the, uh, this fake China virus, uh, outbreak this year if, if, if Hillary would have won in 2016. I think they would have transitioned a little bit smoother into socialism and communism, uh, than what we've had as a disaster. I mean, this has really been orchestrated to get Trump out of office. I do believe that. Uh, and they've been trying to impeach this guy since the day he became president. And the reason is because he stands in the way uh, and I'm not saying he's a genius, but he, he's, he's a guy who is a capitalist. He's, you know, he's a free market guy. He likes business. He's a business guy. On top of that, he knows a lot of shit that is secret. Uh, remember this is a guy who also, uh, his uncle John Trump, uh, worked for the government and, and knew a lot of the government secrets. So there's a lot of stuff that, you know, it's a play behind the scenes. But on top of all of that, the people that were orchestrating their movement towards socialism and capitalism, capitalism, I mean, socialism and communism saw him as a, you know, a monkey wrench. So they, they said, okay, we're going to do this and do that. So this is why you saw the economic growth in the, the first three years with Trump, because even though they're trying to do all this magic trick, they couldn't get him out of office with the impeachment. They couldn't find anything on him. Uh, the, the deep state tried their best to to get this guy, and they they couldn't come up with a single thing. Now they're trying to like you know go back to the taxes, and they've been trying everything to try to get at him, and it's all been a, a co you know a cohesive plan. To I believe anyway, to enact and rush in what they probably would have taken an extra four to eight years <coughs> if Hillary if Hillary would have gone in. She would have done in probably four to eight years without it being to the extent that we're going to get it now in next year. And next year is going to be worse if Biden gets in because Biden is a complete puppet and he's mentally checked out, guys. He's not there dealing with a full deck anymore. 
And behind him, we have the lovely Kamala Harris, who is a bigger fraud probably than Biden. And, uh, you know, she is not anybody's friend. This, this lady lies across the board about everything. I mean, for God's sake, she got busted saying that she smoked weed in high school and college while listening to Tupac. I know you guys are white. You don't know who Tupac is. But he's a, he's a famous hey, black hey, rapper. Hey, 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 I met Tupac's son here in Cleveland at a gas station when he was doing a concert at uh, Fort Hood. And, See, and I, that, I knew he was special because he had his good suit of clothes. You're as much of a truth sayer as Kamal Harris because Tupac had no son or, or kids. But uh, right. good, good, try, good try on that. Uh, he yeah, lied he had no, to me. Yeah, he completely lied. And some people lie. Go figure out. I'm sure he was a Democrat. But, um, you know, but, if you'd ever seen a picture of the guy, you'd know he didn't have any kids. He was well, too young to have kids. He was, he, yeah, he, he was, was twenty. Himself, you know? It was twenty five. Here's here's the crazy part. She said, and she said this on a couple of shows, and she laughed about it like it was true. She was like, "Yeah, I smoked weed, listening to Tupac and Snoop when I was in high school, and in college." Though here, here's the funny part: Tupac was like eleven or twelve, and, and she said she also listened to Snoop and Snoop Dogg, who's a rapper. Also, he probably went to uh, you know uh, military school and. You probably knew him also. Uh, but yeah, he, she said that she smoked weed when she was in high school. And she was listening to these two cats. They would have been like 11 to 14 at that time. Neither one was making records. They didn't make records till like 20. So she was completely cocked lying a couple times about that. And instead of admitting to it, she didn't even acknowledge it. And that's light. Lying. I mean, her her roots. That's a bigger lie. So, and we're talking about a person whose family literally owned slaves a generation ago in Jamaica. That's her ancestry. So we have literally slave traders in her family, and she might be the president. And she's sold out to China. Think about that. Yeah, I said, like I said, we're going to get the Hillary this time. This yeah. time we're gonna, that we got the Trump last time. Now this time we get the Hillary. Apparently, they planned on giving us a, a dope, a double dose of, of both of them at, anyway. So you know, uh, <laughs> who knows? Maybe maybe they'll tag team us, and he'll come back in twenty twenty four and uh, set off a few more nuclear bombs, and uh, and then these, uh, these guys the, are the, you know, like. Trump will be what seventy eight when he comes back, and uh, and if, if well, Sleepy Joe is seventy eight now. <laughs> yeah, they're going to have to take the, the oath on on the freaking Walker man. Well, that's what I'm saying. Maybe they'll maybe they'll rope a dope. Maybe they'll tag <laughs> us a little bit. But, all right, Trump, you run on in there and do it for form war. You know, uh, I'll come back and totter in there. And let's, but I don't think forget, these are the guys that are drinking the. The, the 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 tortured baby's blood. So. Yeah, well, no, that's that's Hillary. I don't I don't, I don't think yeah. Trump is drinking that. But hey, listen, Trump got got over COVID in like what uh, four days. So he's either it super. Over, it, was, it was over the weekend, like he had the clap, man. Yeah, yeah, you know? have you had the clap? That shit hurts. Uh, but Trump, he's like super Trump. This motherfucker, he, like, he got the, 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 the COVID, and he said, eh, COVID this. And four days later, out of the hospital, like, yeah, I'm back, you know, I'm on the trail. Uh, that's why, uh, you know, I, I'm, 
I, I hate to say it, but I think it's been a conspiracy from day one with the COVID, and I think even he was duped by this. Like, I like I have 13 friends of mine who tested positive. Now one of them died. And I have uh, a couple of friends who have passed away this year, a few of them, uh, who did not die of COVID, and they died of natural causes. Nobody talks about natural causes anymore. It's all COVID, COVID, COVID. How many people die of the flu yearly? We don't hear about those numbers. It usually is in the thousands, right? Nobody talks about that. I saw a report not long ago. We had, we had like a couple months. Normally, the average is about several thousand people die in the U.S. of the flu during the flu season. We had 67 this year. Well, you, not, know, you know, um, where are those uh, numbers going? That's what I'm study, saying. No, study, no, no. Uh, there was one study, and I read it, that uh, there's a possibility that when COVID is introduced, it kind of eats the flu. You know, it's kind of anti-flu. I put in an article yesterday that we're there may be a, a silver lining to this gray cloud that as we develop these techniques and these new scientific and, and uh, medical techniques to try to come to a vaccine, we may come out the other side of this with some amazing medicines that we wouldn't have been forced to get if we hadn't been up against the wall. But I will go with both you gentlemen on uh, the death rate. Because the death rate here in Colleen, now, now ignore McLennan County, uh, Texas, they're all dead. But uh, but here in Bell County, uh, we get, what, Ted, about two two a week, man? Two, and, and, and they're the ones that are like, in their 80s, so we call that uh, an about-time death, you know. They've been in the, the nursing home for five years, on, the, and they can't talk anymore, and they can't see, and then they died, and somebody writes COVID across the death certificate. Yeah, for some reason or another, the the incidence of it is, you know, the, the thing is, is they're never going to get anywhere without contact tracing. And when they start doing the contact tracing, oh, the howls are going to go up among the sovereign citizens. Oh, you know, my God. It's it's just going to be, you know, like, oh, my God, they now they, 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 they put the chip in you. Holy Christ. They did come up with a COVID ID card. The Army's going to, and I, I didn't hear this on the APRI. I, I read this in the regular news, that they want to come up with an ID card. If you've had your COVID uh, inoculation, it helps you get on the airplane, things like that. And, of course, there'll be, a conspiracy theory there, the Illuminati, the New World Order. Oh, they're already spinning. They're already talking about that. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't get into any of that crap at all. I, I experienced that over at APRI, and it was just a load of crap. That's all it was, you know. But uh, but I do believe, I believe that they're, with, with Jackal, uh, there's a virus out there. We don't know what it is, but I do believe... I've had the flu five years ago, and I still remember like it was yesterday. You know, yep. the, flu is, the flu is a bitch. You know, <laughs> man, I tell you what. I, I, last time I had the flu, the knock on wood, was about twenty years ago. And I tell you what, I was sick like I was about to die, and there was no COVID nineteen, no COVID number nine. No. There was mumbo number five, maybe I don't know, combo number three with. Soft drink, I don't know, uh, but it was. Uh, I felt like I was knocking on heaven's door, like if I was looking at the stairway to heaven. As I, you know, I was talking to the, to the guys at the pearly gates and telling them, "Come on, open the door. I just want to go in and take a nap on the other side because I know I'm, I'm, I'm one foot in." Like I felt bad, 
And uh, I, I had COVID, this, you know, a few months ago. I didn't tell anybody because uh, nothing happened. Well, you know, the, they they uh, people forget when I had the flu, and I've had it a couple of times in my life, two other times. When I had the flu, and I remember ever since, number one, the flu is not like a cold. You catch a cold, right? You get over it, and you're done. The flu gets you. And you get over it, and then a couple of days later in the afternoon, you're sick again for a while. Then it goes right. away for a week, and then you're, and it takes about eight weeks. And this thing right. about the loss of sense of taste and smell and all that. That's the it, like most of the flu. Oh, I, yeah. The last time I had the flu, I could eat a cat turd and think it was a french fry. Correct. Yes. That's another argument I've made. People are like, oh, well, you know, this is a tell. When you have COVID, you can't taste anything. Dude, that happened to me when I had the flu 20 years ago. I remember, like, everything just tasted like ass. And I, I've tasted a lot of female ass in my life, so I know the taste. And it tasted like ass. No, and not the good kind of ass, by the way. It really, really does. It know, really does. Nasty. It really does. Now, I'm going to tell you something interesting about old Ted over here. I'm going to ask you, bro. I'm going to ask you, okay? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. All right. No, no, it ain't, no, it ain't sexual. It's just, but it's something I'm proud of. Oh, yeah. I was, I was, I was going to say, do we need, like, a, a kissing no, cam or something? A, yeah. a, about, January, about January, he came down with uh-huh. a, a pneumonia uh, infection, and he went to the doctor and everything, and they hit him with what they call a Z-pack, and it didn't yep. work. And they hit him again, and it didn't work. And so they called in two uh, expert doctors that were really good at lungs. Uh, I don't know what they're called, Ted knows the name of them, but uh, it's a man and wife, and they came in. Oncologist? They said, yeah, well, they said that this is something different. He, okay. he finally got over it. He got it, He beat it and ended up mowing his own grass and everything. And then they call him up and say, we kind of like some of your plasma because we've uh, checked some stuff and everything. And this 19 thing, well, it looks like you might have had it. Now, here's the interesting part. <clears throat> Excuse me. Me and Ted are both 69 years old. Whoa, that's a good number. He's had a heart <laughs> transplant yes. and stage four brain cancer. Ooh. Yes, and he's walking survivor. around right now like he's got good sense. And he makes good sense. He I heard him talk earlier. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I heard him talk a little while ago. He was making sense. Hey, and uh, guess what? He gave he gave me the infection. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Ted, uh, you know, God bless you, man. You're doing good. Well, thank you. I, uh, I'm going to judge you. I, I, can't tell you. I can't tell you how gratifying it is to be alive. Yeah, you know, it's a blessing. Listen, I joke around with uh, my family members and some friends because, you know, I'm, I'm a big hefty, and uh, I tell them, listen, I've seen uh, how scary movies and horror movies start. Usually the big guy dies first. I, it's at the end of the year. I'm still here. Uh, you know, I'm surviving also. So uh, normally I, I, I look at it like I, I'm kind of sad we have a virus uh, outbreak. I was kind of hoping for a zombie apocalypse if we're all going to die and we didn't get that, but... I'm I'm sur- I'm surprised I'm alive. I'm, I'm a lupus sufferer, uh, so my immune system is shitty. I have thyroid issues, so I have you know health problems. I had a tumor in my leg removed in December. I have another one on my thigh I got to get removed. I have a broken back from a car accident I had a year and a half ago. So I'm not doing very well. So when this COVID thing hit, I'm like, okay, so 2020 is my time to check out. Right, this is going to be my year. I'm still here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I and my birthday's in a few in a couple of weeks. On December thirtieth. Ted Ted had it so bad he gave it to one of his dogs, man. That's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> one of my dogs got 
the vet was mad about it because the, the vet didn't think that uh, the dogs could get COVID, and so I, I looked it up for him. And uh, so, uh, you know, they did the, the culture that at A and M, and sure enough, my dog had COVID by that time. It been to his kennel enough times that it had managed to give a couple of other dogs COVID to, uh, as well. <laughs> a super spreader chihuahua. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. It, it, it's like, you know, the, the AIDS came from the monkey and it jumped into the man and then the man jumped into the monkey and the monkey got the AIDS. I don't know. It, the same thing's happening with the COVID and the dogs. Same and thing. Everybody. You know, I, never it, it, out, you know, I never did figure out about the AIDS thing and the monkey. Who screwed the monkey, man? <laughs> the monkey man. That's what's screwed. <laughs> you know, there, there, there comes a time in a man's life where you have to make a tough decision there, guys. And um, I'm going to quote a, a great comedian on this one. But uh, there comes a time where you have to decide. You Either you have sex with women or you have sex with monkeys. And if you make that decision and your decision is to have sex with monkeys, there's no going back from that. There's... <laughs> There's no way you could uh, ever have sex with a woman again, I'm pretty sure. Like, you know, and how do you brag about that? Like, you know, your friends are like, hey, uh, there, Billy, we're going to go hang out. You want to go with us? No, man, I'm going to be home. I'm going to have <laughs> well, sex with my monkey. Once you, go, once, you go monkey, once you go monkey, you'll never go back. Well, no, that's a different kind. No, that's just, that's wrong, man. That's not... No, I'm not even trying to go with that kind of monkey. That's not what I'm trying to get to, man. What's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Monkey's <laughs> life matters, <laughs> man. What? 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 Did what? 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 What's wrong with you anyway? Yeah, what man. What's going on? What's going on with you? Are you Are you sure you had a question about how the AIDS got started there with the monkey? I don't know. You trying to worry me there? Well, I've never had I've never had a wife, and I've got six of them. But I never had a wife that was like a monkey, but I had a few that just laid there. Wow. They had they had the greatest disinformation campaign already loaded up in the magazine, ready to go, and slammed right into our media uh, uh, breach. You know, the bolt rammed home, and we started firing off one disinformation after just about to, just about as soon as you were getting over one round of disinformation, yep. there would come some more. You know, and, that's uh, what that's the it, magic it, it, trick. It, it, I, if, if you would have listened earlier, that's what I was saying. This has been a magic trick. It's like one misinformation thing after the other, just to keep us all entertained, baby. Yeah, well, my 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 dad was uh, one of the first of two cases in the United States, and the way he got it was uh, he was in a plane crash, and uh, the Red Cross used. Uh, uh, but the hospital used Red Cross as a, as a blood donor. And um, so my dad got some guy's blood that uh, that had, had AIDS, but nobody was paying any attention to him. You know, he, he was going to all the authorities and saying, look, there's something wrong. Me and the circle of friends that I have all, you know, uh, share needles and have sex together. And, um, we're you know, we're dying of this illness. And, and this is what it looks like. And, you know, sure that they knew, sure enough, that there was something going on, uh, well ahead of the the public finding anything out about it. And I oh think yeah, yeah. As much as anything else, that disinformation campaign was cooked up to kind of sort of clean that mess up and make that less look less like incompetence and more like 
well, you know, it's not our fault. It's the queer's fault or, you know, uh, whoever it is yeah. they decided to blame it on. Right. Well, right, you, right. you know something interesting about that, too. Do you remember when I had the hepatitis back in the early 80s? Yeah. Yeah. And it, I do uh, remember that. Uh, it was a bitch. Uh, with San Francisco outbreak of HIV, AIDS and everything, uh, the, the doctors began to study. And you have these bathhouses with these gay guys, right? And a lot of them got skinny and died. Or as John Travolta would say, the weekend home. They would have a big fat guy. They'd have a big fat guy that wouldn't catch it. So they started doing some statistics, and almost every one of them had had infectious hepatitis. It did something to the liver where you couldn't catch it. You just couldn't catch it. I mean, it was really obvious. Like I told (laughs) you, I've had had infectious hepatitis, so... If nothing else, I'm immune to AIDS anyway, you know, but I like girls, and so that didn't make any difference. Um, <laughs> well, that's yeah. laying that out there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, but yeah. you know what's funny, though, in the 80s uh, particularly, uh, you you had a widespread of people that were donating blood that didn't even know they had HIV, and that's another reason it got so oh, widespread. That killed, um, that's what killed Brenda. That's what killed Brenda, Ted. You know that? What's that? Oh, she, got, she got a blood transfusion uh, yeah. after surgery, and that's, that's what killed her. What got the AIDS is what got her. She died of AIDS. Oh my goodness! Mm-hmm. Yep. Who, who was Brenda? My my the mother of my two my two boys. Yeah, she, uh, the brother the brother of two boys. She, she, no, my mother my, the mother of my two boys. She, oh, because I was going to say that Brenda's a girl's she name. She's my one two my third ex wife my third ex wife. Your third ex-wife was named Brenda. She passed away of AIDS. Of AIDS, yeah. She called me over wow. to her apartment and talked to me about it and told me where she thought it happened. And I thought she was kidding, but she wasn't. She went went to the hospital and died on us. You know, she was a wonderful girl. Uh, I married Pamela, which is one of my wives now, and uh, I married her. And Brenda moved into the house with us and took care of the, the boys for us. She was a oh wow. A registered, she was a registered nurse, but she was too sick to work. But she hung around the house. She took care of our kids for us and everything. Went on tour with us with the music and everything. And then she got that damn age and it got her. Oh, that's terrible. That's terrible. And, I mean, there's a lot of cases like that. Um, Ryan White, I don't know if you guys have ever heard that name. That was a kid in the 80s who uh, was a hemophiliac. uh, Blood transfusion. Died a few years later. In fact, his case became famous because... uh, Donald Trump, of all people, and Michael Jackson, of all people, like, you know, made him famous. Uh, it was uh, the kid's dream to meet Michael Jackson and Donald Trump. Ironically, uh, weird coincidence. I don't know. That's just a weird pairing. But, uh, like, if I'm, if I'm a kid, I'm dying of AIDS. Ah, you know, I, the last people I want to meet is Donald Trump and Michael Jackson. I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you something wild. Yeah, you know, maybe a couple of strippers, uh, some blowing hookers. Give me some of that before I kick the bucket. Yeah, but Michael yeah, Jackson. But you're, but you're not a kid. Well, yeah, okay. Well, at that point, we'll get into this one. Some Teletubbies. I don't know. Like, you know, but that's what we're like. Yeah, what do I mean? Michael Jackson and Donald Trump. Like, what? And you guys can look that up. It's strange. They went and met the kid and everything. Uh, Donald Trump paid for a lot of the, the hospital expenses. This is like the late 80s. Like, you know, this, and that, this kid's case became famous. And then, uh, when I did a little, you know, homework on the AIDS virus, I found out, you know, a few years ago, cause I did a little research on, on the spread, uh, of the virus. And it's sure enough, 
a lot of hemophiliacs, a lot of people that need a blood transfusion was getting it that way as well. It wasn't just the gays in San Francisco that were passing it around or the crackheads yeah. uh, that were passing it around. It was, uh, uh, it, it was almost like, uh, since it was so new and we just didn't know how to deal with it at that point. And, you know, uh, again, you know, blood transfusion, uh, the whole thing was still kind of like in its, not in its infancy, but, you know, technology wasn't where it is now in the 70s and 80s, let's be fair. So it's not like they were testing for that kind of thing, so it's easy to see how something like that would become widespread. Now it would be a little bit harder, but not that much harder. What other disease or virus could jump into the bloodstream by somebody injecting somebody with something and then just passing it around that we're not testing for? So, I mean, that could happen over and over again. Doesn't matter if we need, we're getting better. There's always something else that's going to come around. But with the, when it comes to COVID nineteen, I think the part of the, of the conspiracy is they're inflating numbers. This is uh, no, nothing more than the common flu, if anything, inflated again as a magic trick to keep us entertained with this horrible thing as they completely destroy this country. Well, it's a, the simple thing is, and I say this all the time, and, and uh, over at the other radio stations that I've been on, they jump on it because they're into these high-fluting conspiracy theories. But when you listen to the CDC, and this is boring stuff, fellas. Oh, boy. You should, the three, wash your hands. Caca, doodle, caca, the CDC. Caca, doodle, caca. Well, yeah. anyway, wash <laughs> your hands, wash your hands, avoid crowds. And if you want to, if you want to, you want to wear your mask. You can keep your mask. But the thing is, every flu season since I had the flu five years ago, I do that every year. Right. I don't go to the supermarket and mix with the crowd. I wash my hands all the time, and I simply don't catch the flu. It's real simple. It's real simple. I'm a germaphobe. Like I, I like I don't like touching surfaces that other people touch. Like I'm disgusted by you know like simple things like that. I am constantly like you know like dusting the room here and going over stuff and making sure things are clean. Like you know I have that habit as well. And I had the COVID. Nothing happened. And you know the mask thing, by the way, guys. That's nonsense. That shit is the masks. They don't do anything. They actually make your conditions worse. Um, this is uh, a little known uh, secret. Some of the material used in some of these masks that people are wearing are made out of asbestos. Okay. Oh, there you go. That'll work. That'll work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Think about that. You're literally breathing in cancer. Yeah, good yeah. times, right? Okay, so the COVID ain't going to kill you. You ain't going to die from that C. You're going to die from the big C, cancer, because well, you you're breathing the shit I wear, in. I wear a stupid mask one place. Now, me and Ted, me and Ted have, have a deal. Uh, when I go get my cigarettes, I go to a kiosk at an HCB supermarket. The uh-huh. girl's behind a bulletproof glass. I'm on the other side. There's a drawer between us, and we're both wearing masks so that people won't argue. I just want to hear their, right. their, their nonsense. Now, when we go to, like, Specs Liquor or stuff like that, Ted always goes in because he had the absolute worst case. And I know he's immune, you know. He can go in. He's good. Yeah, he's good. <laughs> so he, he's, he's a trip man. He's a trip man. Ted, <laughs> you're a trip man, Ted? Trip man? Who do you trip? Well, uh, well I, I, I mean, I, yeah, I, I trip all the time, but... Uh... Well, that's uh, a different story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, um, Zoom's are, uh, what's your favorite? Uh... <laughs> yeah. You know. 
Yeah, so you know how it is with those steps. You know, it, that can get very confusing sometimes. You look at steps, and you think to yourself, that's a quiet concept right there. Yes. You know, you got to make a plan for getting up those steps. You know, that happens to me all the time when I get really, really baked, and I have to go up some steps. I'm like, should I start with my right leg or my left leg? And then I just stand there for about five minutes deciding and contemplating. Left yeah, leg you got to have a default right leg. leg. I, 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 I say that as an older man to a younger man. But well, I got a broken today, back, Ted. I'm, I'm starting to deal with leg. this. I got a broken back. I, you know, it's hard to deal with that and deciding which leg to go with. It's, you know, sometimes the leg feels good, the left, and sometimes the right feels good, and sometimes I twist it all around. But hey, My that's just a broken back twice, and uh, I'm telling you, I, you know, I cannot. I, 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 you know, I, I feel like I should have broken my back a lot of times, um, but I didn't. And, uh, and when I see what she's got to go through with that broken back of hers and, and how it'll work its way down into your hips and, you know, the next thing you know, you got sciatica to go along with your back ache. Yeah. It's, a, it's paradise, I tell you. Oh, oh, it is. It's painful. I got a L4 and L5 broken. And I heard you need a disc right in the middle. What else? Oh, yeah. Don't mind me asking. Yeah, it's good times. I tell you, sometimes I hallucinate just from the back juice, you know, like, you know, the dripping uh, spinal fluid. Mmm, so good. Well, I remember uh, I remember thinking that the chemotherapy, I remember telling my wife one time, I was, I mean, I was, you talk about, uh, Looking out my back door to see an elephant, right? Dancing <laughs> on the lawn. Uh, when, when I was taking that chemo, I remember I was telling my wife from some really far away place, I could hear my voice telling my wife, you know, the stuff they give me for this chemo is way better, you know, than anything I've ever had in my life. <laughs> you know, I, mean, <laughs> you know, I, I, I've, I've almost OD'd on, on some, some really great stuff. You know, and, and, and this chemotherapy is, like, kicking me out there, like, way parsecs further, you know, uh, light years farther out. So, um, but, you know, you wouldn't want to get it, i got to tell you, because it has its unpleasant effects, too. You know, there's the part where you almost die. Yes. That's, you know, that there's, there's part that. Sucks. Yeah, it, that absolutely did. And I actually did die uh, for six seconds. And uh, it's hilarious because I have twin boys, and one of them had recently converted to Catholicism. And that is funny. Very, huh? <laughs> that is funny. He converted to Catholicism. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, wow. and so he's, he's praying fervently to God, you know, to bring me back. You know, you brought Methuselah back, Lord. Bring, bring back my dad. And sure as shit, you know, here I am. I, I, I come back, but I, I don't want company, you know. I, uh, I mean, I don't know how to tell you this, but um, when you're not all the way out of your anesthesia and everything still hurts from the surgery, Ooh, and, yeah. um, the, you know, that 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 is, uh, uh, you just don't want any company. You, uh, you just want to focus on this one little point about the size of a pencil point up in the far corner of the room. And sort of imagine that being a, a world 
as Billy was talking about worlds bubbling up from the bottom <laughs> of the beer glass. You, universe, <laughs> uh, universes, maybe these uh, bubbles in the beer are separate universes, you know, and we just don't know it, man. You know, because they're, they're going, they're going, like going fast, but they're not going fast. They're really going slow, man. And evolution is taking place in there. And and I don't even smoke dope, man. I just drink whiskey. And you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, what do you guys feel about the flat Earth, huh? What's your, what's your thought of, man? Let's just go ahead and just sh- jump the shark. <laughs> go ahead, Ted. Well, I I have no comment to make on the flat earth. I, <laughs> that was a uh, complete joke, by the way. <laughs> I, don't think well, I don't have any I don't have any Everybody thinks I'm an asshole. There you go. Nothing flat well, about that. I see. Oh man, I tell you, when you're stretching for a pun, buddy. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. That's no, not a good one. Oh, I've, I'll been, t- I've, been, I, hey, I've been I've been well trained over at APRI. So. Yeah, I see that, or I yeah. hear that. I tore into his ass. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I I got to where I was being a good subject over there, and I keep my mouth shut, and finally one day I, I just couldn't take it no more, and I jumped in his butt, and that's why I'm no longer there. Well, over the years, as I was taking a pounding, I've heard. I've heard. It's mm-hmm. Not good. <laughs> well, you know, it amazes me that you guys have been around for years uh, doing radio. You know, it, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm like that person whose parent first had, you know, first, first grandparent is going to the nursing home and now they gotta go learn about nursing homes. And, uh, uh, same with the first person who ever, you know, got arrested for, uh, committing an act of pedophilia that he didn't commit. You know, <laughs> now, he's, now he's gotta go learn what the CPS and the friggin' legal system and everything else is all about, you know. So I'm just now, Learning about internet radio and 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 I feel a little bit like Columbus. I mean, I, I, I can't imagine why is it that here, here I am in a in a well established business. I mean, you've been in, in it for for decades, obviously since and, Art Bell. Hey, since Art Bell, man. He's been, well, Jack, not Jack, decades. Jackal is the real deal, man. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. You know, I haven't been in this for decades. Uh, I've been doing this for ten years, so a decade, uh, a decade and two years to be exact. So, yeah, to be a little I bit would, picky, but I've been I listening would. to radio since I was a kid. I'm one of the rare occasions where you know how most kids go home and they and they're like, "Oh, I gotta go see GI Joe." You know, I'm dating myself. So I'm an '80s kid, uh, or Thundercats, or He Man, whatever was hot back then. I was, I gotta go home and listen to AM radio or, or, or some talk, and then people are like, what? A therapist? Somebody got a therapist? This gets weird. And, you know, when people are like watching, uh, you know, movies and stuff, I was listening to the radio. I was always into the, the whole radio thing. And, uh, that kind of like, you know, led me to like discover internet radio about 12, 13 years ago. And those, uh, you know, just uh, jumping in and saying, yeah, you know, a podcast, what the hell is that? And then me and a couple of friends started, like, you know, goofing around. And ten years later, here I am well, talking you to know, you guys. So, so having been in it as long as you have, then, yes. then, then, then you've seen your share of charlatans. And, oh, yeah. Um, and I've spoken you know, to a lot of them. <laughs> well, you know, this, you know, I've been thinking a lot about this targeted indiv- individual thing, right? Uh, because... Um, 
I understand that uh, that um, I, I think something I do understand about show business is that is, is that action sells, and um, correct. I think I I think that there are targeted individuals. I think those individuals are people who are being deliberately targeted by social media to be peeled off and 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 actually put into sort of um, uh, bot curated server farms. Oh, Ted, I'll, I'll go one further. I think we're all targeted, and, and, and social media is playing the biggest part in this. We don't need to chip people anymore. They, we've chipped ourselves with social media, and everything you do is online. Everything that you think of now, you put in 120 characters on Twitter. Uh, you know, these platforms are completely have taken over the minds of millions and millions of people where this is, you know, the, the great sinister Illuminati takeover. This is the microchip that everybody feared. It, it wasn't an exact microchip as people would think of oh, that you're going to get injected with a microchip. No, you know, there's microchips and computers, right? That could have been the chip. Everybody is uh, quick to assume that we're going to get chipped with something in our bodies. But no, it could be technology in general works on microchips, right? Why? Yeah, but why would you, why why would you put, why would you do that when, when there, when there are parts of the brain that will perform that function for you without your having to do any surgery at all? Right. All you, all you got to do is conditioning. That, that, that person's way of learning. That's all you yeah, got to do. Yeah. And the, the simplest way, Ted, is you get them when they're young. That's it. You know, right now we have a pandemic where, not that I'm not talking about the, the China virus, I'm talking about a different pandemic where we have a, you know, a world where we have people who think, you know, they're men, who think they're women, women who think they're men. Uh, there's this whole transgender thing going on. You know, and, and look, I'm okay with anybody who, you know, who's gay or lesbian or whatever. I have no issues with that whatsoever. You could be, you could be a number two pencil if you want. That's your business. Uh, but the, the point is, they're targeting kids. And right. now you see, now you see little kids are like five and they're saying, yeah, my name is Billy, but really I want, I want to be Sarah. And I'm, and look, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what, when I was a kid, I played with Barbie one time. Well, Barbie, I was with a couple of friends. One of the, the friends had a, a sister, and she was cute, and she bought her Barbie dolls. I had my G.I. Joes. We started playing around. At one point, I picked up the Barbie, and I was like, hey, it's Barbie, bikini Barbie. My dad walked in the room. He smacked me, and then he said, get that out of your hand, boy. You play with a G.I. Joe. What was wrong with you? You play with boy toys. And that stuck in my head, and then I played with boy toys ever since. Not, not in well, that you know, way. My, not, my, not granddaughter, that my granddaughter, uh, the puckster, she was in the a treatment center. This is good. I cleaned it up so it could go up in the air. <laughs> anyway, she, they, uh, they were at uh, Cedar Crest over in Belton, and she was uh, having a problem, and she was taking treatment. We won't get into that tonight. But uh, she was in, she had a two-bunk bed room, and she was uh, had an empty bunk. And there's a little boy over there in another uh, dorm who was a transgender, and he saw himself as a girl. Well, naturally, we're in Texas, and everybody was whipping on his butt pretty good. So they yeah. moved him over to the girl's dorm, 
And oh, none, of the, none of the girls, none of the girls want anything to do with him. So they stuck him in Puck's room. Now, she ain't seen a boy in like six months. So she told me we had lunch. She said, she said uh, he walked in and they said, this is your new, your new roommate. And I thought, he, she said, I thought it was my birthday. I really did. I went over and I introduced myself and he told me right off the bat, I see myself as a girl. Uh-huh. And I, pull, I, I pulled his sweatpants out and I said, no, you're a boy. And he goes, no, but I understand myself as a girl. She finally said, Papa, he must have been a girl on the inside because he sure as hell couldn't fight. <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing. I guarantee you when he was very, very little, somebody sat him in front of a TV and they were playing some crazy stuff like, oh, I don't like RuPaul's Drag Race or Ellen DeGeneres. Because I've seen it across the board, with, uh, and this is something I reported on months and months ago, might have been a year ago. On uh, some of the uh, the stuff that's happening with kids in this country, and one of the the common threads with a lot of these kids that are transgender now is that the parents are liberal, and they let them watch RuPaul's Drag Race and all these drag shows and uh, all these you know heavy uh, gay themed stuff since they're like babies. They set them in front of a right. TV. I'm talking about one, two, three-year-olds. So when they're four or five, not only do they accept that as a reality, they think they are that, and that is their reality. Because kids are a sponge, and anything you put in front of them when they're babies, they mm-hmm. grow up believing this is what's common normally, uh, common normally to me. This is how I identify. They don't know any better. And that's the conditioning that's been happening. This is the big microchip, guys. This is this this is a part of it. It's all conditioning. It's mind control. Mind control doesn't need to be a chip in your body. Mind control it could be a computer. It could be a TV. It could be a, a TV show. It could be a movement of people that are trying to get an agenda through an airwave. And they put it on TV. And when your kids are watching it, they're being programmed. Television. Tell lies to your vision, gentlemen. That's what television stands for. Well, it's like uh, drag queen story time at the at the uh, libraries, like the Houston Library, the Montrose. And my friend, me and Ted's friend, Doc Green, the amazing Doc Green, by the way, went to do a story on it. And he saw a little boy sitting on one of their laps and everything while he's telling stories. And before it was all said and done, and Doc was only trying to take uh, news footage, got thrown to the ground and had a heart attack. Come to find out, the guy that was what had the kids sitting on his lap was a convicted child molester. Convicted, oh, yeah. yeah, <laughs> and everything. And the apostle Claver Elamanamani, who was Doc's boss, got into that and not found one, but two of them working at Montrose. Does not shock me at all. Mm-hmm. At all. In fact, I'll give you. And it's funny you bring that up. I'll go a step further here. You know Kyle Rittenhouse, the kid in uh, Kenesha who got uh, yeah. uh, was being charged for murder, right? Yeah, I know him. Yeah, I know okay. him. I don't know him. I know of him. Right, right. I, I got, I got you. Well, one of the the supposed victims, uh, Joseph uh, Rosenbaum, is the uh, the guy's name. He's a famous bald head guy in the red shirt. I'm sure mm-hmm. you guys seen him. Guess what? The scumbag has in his background, and by the way, he's dead. And yes, he's a scumbag. Guess what this comeback had in his background? What? I don't know. He's a convicted pedophile. And he had molested five underage boys. 
from the <laughs> ages of good, nine, good. from the fun. age of nine years old to twelve years old, the boys that he molested, five that he was convicted of, yeah, who knows how many others victims that he wasn't convicted of that are out there. So, this is the media portrayed this guy as a martyr, a victim to an evil Nazi racist, Kyle Rittenhouse. So man, well, a guy uh, who you know, is a I, child I rapist. Say, I would have to go with the guy. Uh, the guy got better than he deserved when Rittenhouse shot him. Uh, yes, you know. And, and so, so that that's one issue. But then there's the other, there's the other issue. Rittenhouse didn't have any business being out there with his rifle shooting him. Well, here's the yeah. thing: that rifle wasn't his. Uh, yeah. that, they've already proven that. Uh, it was handed out because the people that went there, it wasn't just him. It was a, a bunch of, uh, friends from a, a school that they were volunteers. And he's an EMT. He's, he's studying to be a, a paramedic. And he went out there with a group. This is part of the media I won't talk about this, but this is a fact. He went out with a group of, of, of students to clean up the area from the riots before when they were told, uh, there's going to be more, uh, incidents. And they were like, Oh shit. Well, we're ready here. And they have been actually, there's been footage of them. They were actually scraping walls and cleaning up. I mean, these kids were volunteering out of the goodness of their heart. There's a bunch of them. It wasn't just one kid. There was a lot of them that were volunteering and they all went down there with a good intention of cleaning up the city since it had become a mess. Right. And then they were kind of, you know, caught in the middle. Other people that brought in guns because they they were fearing this might happen, and their guns are local. Okay, and this kid had training in guns. He wanted to be a, a police officer, a fireman, a paramedic. He had training with the uh, AR-15. He knew how to handle himself well with weapons. Uh, everybody who was there, uh, who volunteered, went in knowing that something might pop up. So that's why they brought guns on board. Now, the weapon that they, he was given was cleared by police officers. There's footage of him talking to cops with the weapon. Nope, at no point did anybody had an objection to him having a weapon, okay? Cops included. Now, if there would have been a problem, why didn't the cops say something? Nobody had a problem because they knew the situation. The situation was, you know, hot. The kid was stuck in there. Now, here's the thing. When he was being chased, okay, he was being chased because he was trying to put out a fire. And the people that started the fire, which was Joseph Rosenbaum, was one of them, and a couple of the other cronies. In fact, the other guy who also died, and the guy who got his arm blown off. You guys saw that? He almost got his whole arm blown off. And it was the, the stroking arm, too. So I don't know how he's going to make that go by, but the, they were able to save the arm, but he's going to be stroking a lot slower these days. He won't be going back and uh, riding any longer, I'll say that. Probably, but, you would probably slow down a little anyway. Just, just a little <laughs> bit, right. At this point, it's, it's going to take him about an hour to do a 30-second job. I'll leave it at that. But, uh, these guys were causing a fire. Rose, you know, the, this kid, uh, Rittenhouse, uh, Kyle, he goes over with his friends. They're trying to put out the fire after these people had already left. They see him putting out the fire. They start chasing him, okay? He is running away for dear life. Now, I've seen enough footage to know that these people mean business, and when they catch some of these folks, they beat them damn near to death, 
Okay, and then th- there was the guy who got his arm almost blown off had a skateboard. He was trying to hit him over the head with the skateboard. Have you guys ever been hit over the head with the skateboard before? That shit hurts. Okay, I have actually been yeah. hit over the head. It hurts. Yeah, it does. Okay. Does. Okay. Now they also shot at Kyle before he shot anybody. They were shooting at him. He was lucky he didn't get shot. I mean, he must have been getting shot by stormtroopers from Star Wars. I don't know what was going on, but there's literally shots you can hear it going off at his direction. He is running for his life. As he's running, he trips. And you can see it in the footage. Joseph. The the pedophile comes running, and he has a gun, and he's aiming to shoot Kyle. Okay, the other guy also has a weapon. He's aiming to shoot Kyle. Kyle lifts his gun and shoots back, and that's when he kills two of them, and he blows the other guy's arm off. To me, that's self-defense. Yeah, I'm I saying. It is. It is. It is. Yeah. I think it is one death, short, one death shy of being a story with a happy ending. Now, if the guy that he that Rittenhouse shot had a, a spasm of the hand, and and he, and he shot and killed Rittenhouse, and all of the people involved in it were dead, then I think you'd have a home run. No, because see, Kyle is a good kid. He doesn't deserve that. He has a clean criminal record. In fact, the other guy who died had also a long history. He was up in charges for weapons. Uh, he was up in charges for attempted murder, a bunch of shit. You have uh, Joseph uh, Shit for Brains, Rosenbaum, who was a child molester. And the guy who got his arm blown off, he has done armed robbery. He has been in, in and out of trouble with the law his whole life. Career criminal. In fact, when the paramedics were talking to this uh, dirtbag, Literally, where where his arm was bleeding, and he's like, with one hand, okay, blown off. He has weed in the other hand, and he's smoking weed while the paramedics are trying to like save his arm. This this genius, okay. Uh, I'm sorry, Kyle should be given a medal, as far as I'm concerned, and. Well. They, 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 they should take the medal away. They should take the medal away after they give it to him because he should have killed all three of them. That's I'm just saying. That would have been the trifecta. That would have been the the trinity, and that would have gotten the medal permanently. Well, the thing is, this this has a historical reference. Uh, the the gunfight at the OK Corral with the Earps and uh, Doc Holliday against the Clintons and the McClowries. Um, the McClowries were a bunch of thugs that's all they were they were cattle rustlers they they stole cattle down in mexico and they come up and sold it in the united states they were, they were bad people the uh, the herps and and well doc holiday wasn't the great guy but he was with them and they got in that gunfight and a little known historical fact and i'm still mad at that guy I said he was tupac's son but i did i studied the, uh, <laughs> did, yeah. did he follow that by did he follow that by saying that he'll be your, your huckleberry did he follow that? Yeah. I'll be a yeah. Well, I, I studied uh, the coroner's report on the OK Corral and everything. And Wyatt, Doc Holliday, and I think Virgil all went to jail. They were all jailed and they were bailed out and tried by the coroner's court. And and they were exonerated. They were exonerated and everything. But this thing has happened in the Kyle is the same thing. The herbs were exactly justified. In what they did, they walked all, and all they were trying to do was enforce a gun ordinance within Tombstone that said you cannot carry a gun inside the city limits. And Vir, uh, Virgil, uh, when he walked out, he said, 
we're here to disarm you. Put up your hands. That's all that should have happened. And they're being thugs and drunks and outlaws and everything. They went for their guns, and uh, it, it didn't work out for them because they're facing Doc Holliday and Wyatt Earp, and uh, it just it just didn't work out for them. This is the, the part yep. that amuses me the most about all this, and it does, it amuses me, is that when, when Billy and I were, were young guys, about Kyle Rittenhouse's age, yeah. uh, but whenever there was any kind of big trouble that would suddenly flare up in Killeen or around Killeen, why, see about five or six of us would gun up big time and uh, be uh, quick like a bunny run over to where the trouble was. Oh, yeah. Trying to get in the big middle of it. You get right, right in the middle of it. Get right, right in the middle right of it. Yeah. Shot. <laughs> you know, so, you know, that, I mean, that's what I just think is funny about all this is that, man, anybody that thinks you can get a, you can give a kid like that an AR-15 and put him with a group of people that are stalking, uh, stalking a certain type of person, you know, that is designated the enemy. Anybody who thinks that that kid is going to hold off on shooting that BB gun uh, because um, his mother's afraid he'll put his eye out is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey uh, kid, you got you got to give the kid credit. He was a hell of a shot, man. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. My hats off. My hats off to him. You know, my hats off to him. Uh, old Kyle, man. They come down on him. They come down here and start aiming them guns. So we're gonna kill you. And he said, yep. "You're a daisy if you do." <laughs> <laughs> they shot. They shot at him like at least three times, guys. And he shot uh, three times also and killed two of them. And he didn't get hit once. That kid, I'm telling you, uh, if, if he ever becomes a police officer, we have a guy who can shoot. Be careful, uh, you uh, bad evil doers out there, because if Kyle's on the street, you're, you're days are numbered. <laughs> you're done. You're done. He's <laughs> done a stormtrooper in Star Wars. This kid could shoot, because, I mean, he, he aimed to, and he even said he wasn't trying to kill the, the other guy uh, with a skateboard, because he had no gun. <laughs> but the guys with the gun, hey, I'm sorry. You know, you got a gun, you're going to point it at me. You're, you're dead. You know, you're, you're gone. That's it. That's yeah. it. Hey, uh, you know, you, you, you were telling a wacky Donald Trump story a little while ago. And Which I one I tell? I wanted to tell you a wacky Donald Trump story. Um, when I was uh, uh, when I was uh, running a oh, it's a, a psychosocial rehabilitation shelter for uh, uh, oh, high enough functioning schizophrenics and bipolar people that they could live on their own. Um, you know, this this was a place they would come in the daytime. And um, some of them would just learn um, skills that were good around the house. Sometimes they wouldn't do anything but shoot pool or read books. Or sometimes, um, you know, we'd help them get Shoot books and, and read pool. I get it. I understand. Yeah. So the idea was keep them busy and, yeah. um, and, 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 and help them achieve whatever they wanted to achieve. It was within your power to help them achieve. Anyway, one of the guys, he says... Uh, he says, I'm sick of being poor. And, uh, and he says, I know I'll never get a, a good job. And I know I can, you know, never have a lot of money. He just, he said, I just think that sucks. <laughs> and, um, and I said, well, you know, I was in my therapist mode. I said, well, what do you think you can do about that? And he thought about it for a little while. He said, you know what? I think I'm going to write Donald Trump and ask him for some money. And I, and, and I, I knew a little bit about Donald Trump at the time. And uh, I thought, well, good luck with that, you know. 
good good luck with that. And I will be damned, you know, like five weeks later, here comes a letter for this guy. You know, I take it over to him. He he, he goes, it's, 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 it's the money from Donald. And uh, he says, you open it. I'm too nervous. So I, I get a letter open, letter open there and I open it up. And there's a check in there for $6,000 and uh, to, to this guy. And, uh, and a letter, yeah. a, a very short letter. Yeah, a very short letter that said, I wish I'd kept this letter too. It would be worth some money today. It said, uh, and, and it said, uh, you know, I know what it's like to, to want money really bad and to not have any. And he says, the only advice I have for you is don't waste any of this paying bills. Spend all of it partying and having a good time and for God's sake, get laid. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Donald. That doesn't shock me. You know, Donald and, and a lot of people for the hate he gets and uh, a lot of it, of course, is made up. It's nonsense. If you guys uh, have been uh, keeping up with uh, the man at all for the last 20, 30 years, uh, you would know a little bit differently uh, than, you know, some of the, the horror stories that the left want to feed. Uh, while nobody's perfect, I'm sure he's been a jerk to some people. You know, I've lost my cool with some people, and I've been a jerk myself to some people, and I've been nice to others. We all have that moment where we just lose our cool. It doesn't mean you're a bad person. He's done a lot of things that people don't give him credit for, and he doesn't ask for it. And uh, it's a shame because people don't want to acknowledge the good stuff. Uh, if you guys go and YouTube this, you can, it's still there. Um, back in the 90s, there was a little girl who appeared on the Maury Povich show. I don't know if you're, if you're familiar with that yeah, uh, yeah. gem of TV where everybody went to see if they were biologically the father of uh, somebody's kid or not. And uh, a lot it, of happy, a lot of happy people well. left there. Yeah, a lot of a lot of happy men left that show knowing they're not the daddy. They, they didn't even have reunions, you know. Like, I, I, hey, the, the DNA shows that not only is this <laughs> your dad, but 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 it turns out you've got two fathers, and one of them has been on our show before. Yeah, <laughs> now he used to be your mom. Now he's your dad. Go figure. Yeah, yeah. but but uh, the, you know. There's a, an episode that really that always sticks with me because there was this little girl who had a, a terrible illness, and uh, she was you know deformed and she was you know had a lot of surgeries and bills mounting, and they had her on Mari to kind of talk about her situation and her disease. I forget the name of it now, but uh, it was a very very uh, sad situation, and she faced more surgeries and her you know her life was uh, constantly in danger because of her illness. And supposedly Trump saw this episode, and a few months down the road, he contacted uh, Maury, and he said, remember that episode you had uh, with uh, so-and-so, this little girl who had a disease? And Maury and him have been friends you know, for some time. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I remember that that episode. In fact, we're going to do a, a piece on her again, like a follow-up in a, in a few months. And Trump said, "I'd like to, you know, donate some money to to her charity if she has one, because it it really touched them, you know." And Mario's like, "Well, you, you know, sure." And he goes, "Look, I'm gonna give her. I'm gonna send her a check, and uh, you know, I don't need any uh, glorification for it. I'm not trying to seek, you know, any fame or anything. That just, you know, I really feel bad for her situation. And uh, just tell me where to send the check." And Mario said, "Okay, no problem." And the uh, you know, they did the follow-up, and in the follow-up, Maury 
actually had Trump on video. He said he said record a video uh, as I presented the check that uh, we're going to give to her live on the show, and uh, it's going to be from you. And uh, just you know, so I do like a nice little trivia, uh, a little, little video, you know, giving her the, the the check, you know, presenting the check to her. And sure enough, Trump said, "Okay, I'll no problem." They put a, a little snippet together of him talking uh, to the little girl, saying how much of the the episode touched them, and how uh, you know how beautiful she was inside and out, and that she really you know should uh, look at life uh, the way she does with a you know with a positive outlook and to keep hope alive and you know he, he said all these beautiful things when you're looking at him like this is the racist evil doer that the world you know hates really and he gave her a check that when Mari looked at it and Mario was like you see those zeros that's a lot of zeros the mom almost fainted okay I mean this was uh, amazing to see the reaction of the little girl because he basically paid for like her medical expenses and a bunch of other things and you know, a lot of that came from that one, you know, thing that he did, uh, which he, again, gets almost no credit for whatsoever. Uh, he went to, uh, do you want to you talk about that? You talk about the Ryan White situation, the kid with the AIDS. He gets no credit for that either. Uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff that people don't give him credit for, and it's one of those things where you look at it and you're like, it happens because we're being conditioned, folks, to hate this guy. And when everybody on both sides hate your guts and they can't find a thing on you and they've been trying for four years to try to destroy you and they can't come up with anything, something What's doesn't smell right. That, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I, I absolutely have no evidence to prove that that's wrong or right or in between us. But 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 but, but I, I am curious to know what is the upside of getting everybody to hate the guy. I mean, what, what where is there anything any? Because any, he he really is an outsider. I mean, this guy wasn't uh, part of the left establishment, but he was a Democrat for a long time who left the party, and he knows a lot of people. Remember, he's been in business for over thirty plus years. Knows a lot of people and a lot of their secrets. He was a, a donor to a lot of candidates. On top of that, there's a big thing that, that I've covered on the show, and you guys really should look into this. In 08, he was the catalyst that led to the charges being brought on Jeffrey Epstein. If it wasn't for his testimony uh, against Jeffrey Epstein, uh, the, the prosecutor named Costa. Enough, like Jim Acosta, but a different guy. Uh, uh, he went and he prosecuted Epstein on charges. They were, they were able to uh, do something against them because they're trying to get him on uh, child pornography and child endangerment and trafficking. They couldn't get him on those charges. So because Trump literally told them what happened at his resort, Mar-a-Lago, With that ended... With a 14-year-old girl, yeah. Yeah, because he told the uh, prosecutor, "Look, this happened with uh, the, not only with a with a fourteen year old girl, it happened with a staff member's daughter and a staff member. They came to him and said, look, this guy did this and this, and you know this happened at your resort.' And Trump, you know, threw him out of the resort, banned him from his hotels and resorts, and that, at that point, he stopped being friends with him. Now, Trump, his whole association with him." And this has been backed up by the victim of Jeffrey Epstein. Okay, the the young girl who was uh, the the was his uh, slave, 
um, his uh, slaves and Giselle Maxwell's slave, she backed this up, okay? <clears throat> she said that the only time she ever met Trump was one time. She met Trump when she was about 14, 15. Jeffrey Epstein took her uh, to meet Trump because he was doing the beauty pageants, and the beauty pageants were, all, were 18 and over. Um, they took her thinking that Trump will accept her because she's a pretty girl, and they're like, oh, he'll, he'll take her for the beauty pageant because that was how they were selling to her that they were going to get her famous through the beauty pageants. Trump said he looked at her. She, she was, you know, a pretty young girl, but she was too young, and she wasn't, you know, like the right look for the pageants. You remember when you're in that business, you look for a certain look, you know, that there's certain girls you... You, you, you give a pass to and you bring, you know, further along. It's a, there's a whole process behind it. It's a disgusting thing, but it's a whole process that goes behind it. But she just didn't fit the bill. That's the only time she met him. She says she saw him one other time after that, but she didn't interact with him. And it was at a plane trip where they went to Africa, of all places, for a uh, charity event. And Epstein uh, donated his jet. Uh, to go there, and there was a lot of celebrities, news people, like reporters were there, heads of states were there. Everybody who's everybody was there. So if anybody had any footage or anything of Trump doing anything naughty, it would have been there, and they would have seen it. Nobody saw anything. Nobody said anything. She said he's never he never touched her, never approached her in anything sexually. Nothing ever happened that she knows of with anybody who was on the island or on the plane. Trump only had been on that plane that one time had never been on the plane after that. He had never been to the island again. So he was completely exonerated from that whole scenario. But he he did run Mar-a-Lago here in Florida. And when he was told what happened, he threw Epstein out. And when they were investigating Epstein, his testimony is what led to the charges of Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein is close friends with Hillary Clinton, Bill Clinton, Obama, Biden, you see where I'm going with this? The Pelosi's. These these people were all orchestrated, and they're all friends with him. Bar- Bill Clinton has been to the island over 27 Bar- times. Uh, I mean, yeah, you're right. The list just goes on and on. Yeah, all yeah, yeah. All the happening people. This guy and just it, happened to be paving the way. Right. You get that. You get that many very rich people in a room. <laughs> right. All right. Like the the and, prince. And, who, and the, this is some the same girl who uh, who said the prince uh, had you know the not the singer but the prince of uh, Wales or whatever that he had uh, you know fondled her or uh, raped her. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's that's the same girl. Okay. She said she was there like the whole time. She said Trump never was around. Never did anything. He was there on the island. But she named names. She's put people out there who were. Bill Clinton, 27 times on that island. Yeah, yeah. You know what got me? I saw a picture of Donald Trump and Epstein together with uh, Melania before they were married and another girl. Uh-huh. And I heard all this stuff about, look what they're doing, look what they're doing. <laughs> look, what, look, there are grown women in that picture. Those are not children. No, and, and here's the women. kicker. Here's, yeah. it, 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 here's the kicker on that. Here's the kicker. You know where that was taking place? No. Okay, that was at an event for the Dallas Cowboys. The, there's uh, uh, famous footage that also went around where you see Trump, he's a younger guy, and he's like dancing with a bunch of girls, right? Those are all cowboy cheerleaders all over 21. 
Absolutely, absolutely. Um, well, is there anything wrong with that? People like to bring up, oh, Stormy Daniels. I don't care. So he banged a, a hot chick who's over 30. I don't care. No, Who cares it, about that? It, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, Epstein, I, I, and, and by I, the way, I, I truly, believe, it ever I truly believe Epstein hung his damn self. I really believe that. Uh, he went into jailhouse depression, and, and he just hung his damn self. Eh, I, wanted, I want to believe that. But, but I think he was suicided. Yeah, I think yeah. he was suicided. Yeah, there's too much. And Ted, I'm gonna let you get on because I know you want to. You want to speak on this, but I, my internal gut tells me uh, there's just too much uh, hanky panky that went on that night from, from the guards falling asleep, video not working. He was left alone uh, in a and just taken out of a suicidal ward. Put into solid into a jailhouse uh, with population, uh, not supervised properly. A guy who had that much to lose was so put in a, in a position where he was such an easy access to get to. I don't know. I'm not a I'm not a forensic uh, pathologist here. I'm not Dexter. I've never I've never, I've never actually studied I've never actually studied this one. Ted and I worked on the Kennedy assassination and the Jean Bonnet uh, death, which uh, by the way we solved, but nobody will admit it. Uh, and all that. The daddy did that one, right? <laughs> I, I've never studied the Epstein thing. I've never studied. Son of a gun hung himself. I mean, that's maybe if I looked into it, you know, but we. We haven't looked into The guy did not hang himself. Look, number one, he was on suicide watch. Yes. And both of his, and both of his guards were asleep, you know, yep. uh, when he, at the time of his death. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um, uh, just turns out that the camera circuitry was down for that cell, you know, which was, you know, not unusual. Uh it's just not unusual. Like nobody bothered to say anything to anybody about it. And it just so happened that a guy was passing through, uh, you know, on his way from one jail to another, and he was stopping at Rikers for a few hours, and they stuck him in a cell with Jeffrey Epstein, and he just happens to be a guy. The cop. Know, from, yeah. The, the, the ex-cop. Yeah, I know about him. Right. right. Yeah. yeah it just happens to be a guy who's expert in killing people that way. You know, so coincidence. And, 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 hmm. and his idol bone is broken in two places. Coincidence. So, you know. Yeah. Here's the thing, guys. To to break those bones, uh, it takes a lot of strength. And uh, you would say, "Well, hanging yourself would do it." Uh, here's the kicker: Robin Williams hung himself, right? He that he committed suicide. Yeah. He didn't break those two bones. He suffocated yeah. to death. Yeah, he did. He bungled it. Yeah, yeah. but he, but he, he, he still. No, but he, but he. Well, mission accomplished, though. No, mission accomplished. Robbie was definitely ill, and he knew it. And, yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he did yeah. get the job done. Yeah, yeah, he did get the job done. Yeah. Uh, yeah. At the end of the day, you know, mission accomplished. You got to give him credit, you know, guys. You know. Yeah, yeah. That was the yeah. final act of his career. With the thing, we got into that thing, and we got with Greg down here with the Texas Rangers and a few other people, and we came up with a solution. Like I said, nobody accepted it, but it was it was what really happened. 
and everything. So when you get into these things, you got to look at all aspects, you know. Yeah, that's why I, I do my homework. I, you know, I, I just don't look at what the media tells me because if you do that, you you believe, yeah, he just hung himself, you know. But when you actually look at the details, man, it's look. I I know a person uh, who I'm not going to mention because they are still in law enforcement, who is a uh, correctional officer and deals with these things uh, in prison, and he has dealt with uh, high-profiled individuals who have gone to you know, the, uh, the jail that he works at. And it's been similar situations where they're, they were on suicide watch and they were moved around a little bit. And at no time would any of the shenanigans that went on that night happen there. And it just would not happen. Uh, when there's a person of a high profile and they were on suicide watch, believe me, the camera's going to be working unless the fix is in. That's the only yeah. way that happens. Well, yeah, exactly. And you know the, the and this is you know this is again this is a high profile uh, as it prisoner. gets as you know, it gets. Yeah. It, they, they don't get any more high profile than, than Jeffrey right. Epstein. You know, and um, you know the the story had just come out for a lot of people um, uh, about that deal with Dershowitz. You know that he that. That, that happened some time ago where he was convicted of pretty much the same thing. And, and Dershowitz got him six months. Uh, that now he had to come in and spend the night in the jail. That was they, the, you know, that's the one that Trump did. More. That's yeah. the one where, where that's the investigation that Trump led, uh, the, you know, the, the coast of the prosecutor, uh, led him in the direction of being able to actually bring charges towards Epstein. But then Dorshowitz worked him out a sweet deal because the guy's a billionaire. Of course he's going to work out a sweet deal. And it was, you know, a sweetheart deal. He can come and go as he wanted. He's like Henry Kissinger. Yes. You know, I just, you just want to kill him. You know, you just want to, you just, you know, you know, you know, you don't really want to kill him, but yeah, but you do really want to kill him, you know. Uh, the, wasn't he on OJ's uh, legal team also? I don't know. Sure I don't. Maybe. I mean, uh, I, don't I know think. Robert Shapiro was on there, and uh, uh, what's uh, yeah. the, the glove doesn't fit, so you must uh, eat shit. What was the guy's name? Uh, was the other oh, guy? Yeah. Uh, um, uh, the guy looked like the Judge Joe Brown, but I can't remember his name. Uh, but, yeah, but he was like, they called him the something killer. I, I, yeah. Anyway. Hey, gentlemen, well, I'll be right back. i got to take a break. I'll be right back. Well, you, actually, we're, we're long overdue for a break ourselves here. Uh, let's all go on a, on a quick break. We're going to come back. We only have about you know, to the end of the hour anyway. So uh, let's do that. Let's all jump on a break, and we'll be back in about two and a half minutes. So we can all do a, yeah. a little bit of that potty stuff. Yeah. I've been man. I'll be right back. All right. Okay. Uh, I'll right, we'll be back in two, guys. Don't go anywhere. This is Inside the Jackal's Head. We're here live on psn-radio.com, SoFlow Radio. And we shall return with more from the kooky head. Stick around.
lately. In your military career, did you ever see anything that came close to an unusual UFO sighting or? No. Holy <laughs> That was the yeah. Yeah. 10 seconds of... Uh, no. What are you that tra- was so convincing. Yeah. What are you trying to say there? Well, UFO is an innocuous term. That's the worst fucking denial I've ever heard. And I don't know if flying Mac Maloney's Military X-Files, Friday nights at 11 p.m. Eastern on the public streaming radio network. The wait is over. The forces of freedom are on the rise again. Enemies of America, it's time to look up and see what's flying overhead. Because Hawk Hunter, the wingman, is back. In the Odessa raid, Mac Maloney's latest installment in the Wingman series, Hawk Hunter leads a 10,000-mile transglobal air raid against a secret Arctic base belonging to his archenemy, Russian super spy, Viktor Robotov. The world's worst villain barely escapes with his life, and Hunter vows to track him down again. But suddenly, the Wingman is needed elsewhere. Hawk must help a small colony of war survivors fight off a Russian invasion. Then he's pressed to search for a Canadian warship lost in the Bermuda Triangle. But when Hawk attempts to free an American spy from a Russian prison, he suddenly finds the chance to fulfill his original mission. Follow all the high-flying action and intrigue in the latest addition to Mac's best-selling Wingman series. That's Wingman 19, The Odessa Raid, Available at your local bookstore and on Amazon.com. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's SupermanHomePage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. SupermanHomePage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. SupermanHomePage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows and more everything you ever wanted to know about the man of steel and more superman homepage.com here's a riddle for you what do the california gold rush of the 1850s secret societies coded messages mysterious 19th century flying machines and an early 20th century outside artist named charles a.a delshaw all have in common the secrets of delshaw by Dennis Crenshaw and Pete Navarro. Go to www.secretsofdelshaw.com to learn more. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Sesame Street is celebrating its 25th anniversary. And here's your host, Joe Pesci. Yeah, yeah, happy anniversary. Today's show is brought to you by the letter F. Four. What do you mean, four? Four's not a f***ing word. It's a f***ing number. What are you talking about over here? Funny. Funny? I'll give you funny. I'm supposed to be giving these f***ing kids an education over here. Purity, purity, fish. What the f*** 
language is that anyway? I got your fish right here, you Scandinavian asshole! Friends, just like me and Bert. Friends, my ass. Everybody knows about you and your buddy Bert there. A couple of f***ing faggot puppets floating around here, having different people put their hands up your ass, huh? What the f*** does that mean? You're a little bit more than friends, aren't you? This has been Joe Pesci. Happy anniversary, Sesame Street. Welcome back to Inside the Jekyll's Head live on PSN-Radio.com, SoFlow Radio, and I do believe I want to give a shout out to the folks at Global Enlightenment Radio Network and our good friends at the World Pirate Radio Network. That's right, Jeffy Ryder. Shout outs to him. And uh, all the pirates that ride the seven seas, matey. Never thought I'd be a grown man saying that shit, but here I am. Saying that shit. <laughs> Shout out to Jeffy. He's, he's a good dude. I like Jeffy. You know, he he talks a certain way and takes time between words <laughs> to form mm. sen- sentences. But he's smart. He reminds me of, like, the radio version of, like, uh, William Shatner a little bit, like, the way Shatner would talk, like, there's something on the wing, some thing, a little bit, but instead of Star Trek, he got the whole pirate thing down, but shout-outs to Jeff, he he really is a good dude, and they, all jokes aside, they do a real cool job over there on the pirate show, they might be live now, because he has a show, like, every week, like, every night. On a, like, I don't know how he does it. He has like more stamina than a, a guy coming out of a you know a sea semen bank or what, yeah, what do you call sperm bank? Yeah. Wow, that's a lot of stamina. Yeah, that's a lot of that's a lot of man juice. Uh, but anyway, guys, we're back and uh, we have uh, about twenty minutes left. We've been covering a lot of topics. We're back with uh, the one and only Wilbur Witt and uh, Teddy. Clevenger, the one and only Bill and Ted from the Butcher Shop. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. You guys finally <laughs> faced the music. There you go. Yeah. yeah. I, heard they, I heard they actually did another one of those. That's the and, one. Uh, Face the music. Have you seen it? I saw it. And I'll tell you what, uh, it wasn't as good as the original, but it was on par with the sequel. If you like the sequel, you'll like this one. It's it's very similar. I mean, they had the 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 death characters in there, so there's a lot of like follow up jokes to that character from the second one. Um, there's it was pretty funny. They had some really like laugh out loud moments. 
Uh, but some of the story also went a little bit like goofy, like this uh, jailhouse scene where they meet themselves in the future and they're all like weird looking and like, yeah, like, eh, they kind of like overdid it a little bit. But, you know, I always took Bill and Ted the, to be like the, the goofier version of like Back to the boy. Future. Only, uh, uh, only taking it past that scene, uh, right outside the high school. Right. Yeah. Going ahead and, 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 and going over the hill with it. Yeah, that's, that's, well, that, that'll be the next one. <laughs> Bill and Ted in the nursing home. Well, God, I, I tell you, I, no, that, that's something you'll never see. Uh, that, you will never see that. Um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm dying with my boots on, Jackson. There's no way. I, I, you know, I did a lot of work in nursing homes. I did a lot of work with elderly people because I really wanted to get a, a, a good grip on this neuro-linguistic programming. And, and there was no better, uh, population of people to work with than people who were, uh, in various forms of dementia, you know, to, to, Exercise um, the mind uh, with, with with an effective protocol, and also learn a lot that helps you do something most people never really fully do in a nursing home, which is to adjust to their environment. So true. Uh, so I, yeah, no, I've I've learned too much about what it is. Even really nice places, it sucks to go and die there. You know, it just does. Yeah, well, you know, they, you know, I don't think anybody thinks death is a pleasant experience, no matter where you die. Ah, uh, but here's the thing, as long as I'm gonna burn alive, I'll be okay. You know, it's the one way I don't, I don't want to die. But that comes from like inherent uh, fear, because I have an uncle who actually set himself on fire and burned himself alive. What about so, drowning? You know, they say Johnny's kind of peaceful. You just, yeah, you, but, 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 you know. but have you been, have you almost been drowned? Because I've almost been drowned. Have you almost been drowned before? Well, no, I can't say I have, uh, but I was a pretty strong swimmer. And, yeah. uh, as a kid, now I'll probably drown just by stepping in a puddle. But that's, uh, neither here nor there. Uh, but no, when I was a kid, I was, I never really feared drowning. I never went through that experience. But, I don't know. I don't have a fear of Johnny, but a fear of burning. What about falling? that? I do have. Yeah, that bothers me because I, I do have an uncle who uh, committed suicide that way. And by you know, jumping, uh, say it again. By jumping, jumping. No, no. He he, he set himself on fire. Oh, well, it, that is a, now. You know that's a very <laughs> yeah. odd way. Hey, Tina, we ever, we ever know anybody say anybody on fireman? Well, I, I know people. Well, we, we've known people who set other people on fire intentionally. <laughs> well, no, this and it this was cat, not the other person's intention to catch on fire. No, this so. this cat, uh, this this uncle of mine. I'm tell you, he he went a little bit on the uh, Looney Tunes side. Uh, his wife had uh, cheated on him, and uh, his wife. Uh, 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 this this is this is funny because you know my family is very mixed, and in Cuba, you know, you're either very mixed or you're mixed and uh you know he had uh, a part of, a big part of my family is uh, a black skin 
and this part of my family is you know, they were mostly mulatto and black and he was very light-skinned but his wife was very black like really dark and she had you know his kids were dark and and her parents and he, did a, and he was light he was he was lighter skinned my uncle was a little bit lighter skinned uh you know he was uh, a little darker than i am but it, you know it, it was his wife who was black cuban black and her family didn't like him because he was light and Cuban. And he had gone through a lot of trauma over the years because of, you know, the, the, the back and forth with the family and this and that. And that she cheated on him with a dude who was a friend of his. And he got fed up from the years of facing ironic racism from her family, from being light skinned, go figure. And, uh, there's a big deal on that. And, uh, they, you know, he, he got fed up with that and he got fed up with her cheating on him. And one day the family showed up at the house and back and they were like, oh, it smells like somebody's having a barbecue. They went to the, <laughs> they went to the backyard and this yeah. man literally had set himself on fire. Um, I'm talking about like they, he had gasoline in a, a, a jar. That yeah. he, he, and he, like, literally, he poured it on himself. Yeah. He didn't tie himself, okay? He just well, poured the gasoline on himself. He was ablaze. When they got there, he was still alive. They were trying to get to him, and he was screaming, No, I want to die. I want to die. And well, my, my aunt, it was, fire. oh, say it again? He set his fat on fire. Look, yeah, I'd do it. That, yeah, he, he got his own fat burning, and uh, right. that's, that's how come he cooked to death instead of, yeah, because ordinarily that much gasoline it only lasts for so long, you know, it's amazing how many, how few sticks gasoline are burned, so, uh, uh, yeah, he, he must have got his fat set on fire. Oh, he got, yeah. he was, he was supposedly, uh, there was a lot of gas in the, that, the little tank and he really like you know drenched himself because it was all gone and uh he was drenched in gasoline and he put up in a blaze and as soon as he got there they were like yeah it smells good what the hell is that smoke coming and then they ran to the backyard and it was not pleasant and uh it was just he was yelling i want to die don't save me leave me alone and he was just burning and they saw him burn to death my aunt is uh, the one who, f- who found him. Oh, he was screaming at the top of his lungs. Oh, he was screaming, yeah. yeah. I mean, until, for like, it was a few seconds. It didn't last for like 10 minutes. It wasn't like, I'm still burning here. Just don't, don't come clean. Don't come near me. I'm, I'm still burning. It wasn't like, it was a few seconds and then like, mm. he stopped. And um, that aunt, man, I, I feel really bad for She passed away of diabetes a few years ago. She lived a horrible existence. Uh, she was my mom's older sister, and her son committed suicide also. He jumped off a building. And, well, yeah, she's, she saw her brother commit suicide, and her son committed suicide by jumping off a building. And he did it because her son killed himself, and he was my cousin. He killed himself because he was gay. Oh, God. In well, Cuba. Uh, I can see that because uh, yours would have been a community that was not welcoming to gay people. In Cuba. Yeah. Well, yeah. also the Cuban community, uh, uh, 
about half the Cuban community in, in Miami is very, very conservative people. They, you know, they're very, uh, um, they're very, uh, they're more Republican than Republican. And, oh, definitely. Yeah, that's why we won Florida. Uh, but, and, but here's the, the thing. The, the Cuban, the, especially the youth now, it's really funny because I, and I, you know, I'm not that old. And I was working until my illness is, uh, in the car business for a long time. And I deal with a lot of Cubans in my, in the industry because I'm in Miami. And I see a lot of the younger guys that have either come in from Cuba over the last 10 years or 15 years or have you know, we're born here by their first generation American. And one thing that is uh, almost common thread is, uh, for the most part, yeah, Cubans, uh, you know, especially the older teens and the young adults are leading conservative, like their parents were very conservative. But the one thing that is really funny that I'm seeing more and more of is my Cubans, uh, don't get mad for me saying this, but they look super gay, metrosexual as hell, but they're straight. They just have adapted to like this uh, super gay-looking culture where like they dress like yeah. really flamboyant, with like the hair with like styled up and like with paint on it, and like like some of them I see them like they got like damn near makeup on. I'm like, dude, what happened to like being masculine? Out the window. Uh, apparently, baggy pants are no longer a thing. Not everybody has like these super tight jeans, which I don't know how the hell that works. Uh, that to me that kills the circulation. I don't know how these guys can do this, but every single Cuban has to have the tight jeans, the pink shirts, and they're all straight and they get like super hot girls. And I'm like, what? What? The, uh, how? What? And I'm telling you, it happened, man. And what kind of shoes they got on? Oh, the, the gayest thing, like the type of shoes that Elton John would have been like, that's fabulous. You know, see, see, see here, that, that, what, Miami and Tampa both have yeah. always gone through these phases. And these phases are where the, the Cuban people, uh, they, they go all gangster, but they go gangster like in the 30s and the yes. 40s. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Tony Montana. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what you're seeing there, you know. You're probably seeing a lot of old retro rag tops down there right about now. I mean, I don't know, man. Like, I could get the whole Tony Montana thing because there was a swagger there. I mean, you know, hey, Tony, you know, I understand kind of like the the whole tough guy thing. And I lived through the 80s, and, uh, you know, we've we've heard the tales of uh, some of that was based on actual facts of uh, people who were doing kind of things like that in Miami. So uh, that's how Miami got the reputation it got. And look, if it wasn't for the uh, the gangsters that came from Cuba, this is a, a little fact, guys. Miami Beach would not have become as big as it became because Miami Beach blew up and uh, it did because of the Cuban scene that brought in all the nightclubs, the drugs, the prostitution, all the good stuff that made Miami Beach what it was the for a long time. Club. Man, yes. When I when I was when I was living down there in the summer, it was beautiful, wasn't it? I, 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 I was I was I now I didn't I didn't get rooms there at night because I was a minor. But I, but as a minor, I was allowed to work in the sex club and uh, and, and having sex with beautiful women. You know, and you couldn't drink a beer. Go figure. Huh? And you couldn't drink a beer. Go figure. No, I couldn't drink a beer. <laughs> I couldn't drink a beer. That's uh-huh. right. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the sex clubs, I mean, it was incredible. It was an incredible time to be in Miami. I wish I was a little bit older and I would experience it a little bit differently. But I just heard the stories and my brother was part of the tales. And you, I tell you, 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 I tell you what. Still good. You, you still got some good out of being in Miami. Uh, uh, even now, even today, you know, they yeah. still have the block parties. Uh, there, there's, there's still a lot of... Uh, uh, still, still a lot of nationalistic pride for, for different nations. So you're not just seeing one kind of flag on. Right. You're not just you're not just seeing the rebel flag. You know, you're seeing green and yellow and red and, and well, blue. And, because again, Miami is a melting pot. We see not just right. the Cubans, Nicaraguans have made it down here. We have yep. Mexicans that are here also. Guatemalans, and yeah, and, yeah, everybody. Everybody's yeah. down here now. The yeah, but, Republic, you know. So, oh yeah, uh, I, some of my best friends down here are Dominican, uh, which is it was hysterical because you look at the island of uh, Santo Domingo and Haiti, which are you know joined yeah. together, and right. it's it's funny like Santo Domingo, it's a beautiful place. The people there are super beautiful, nice. Then you go to Haiti, it's like it's a shithole. It's like how the hell does that happen? <laughs> how does that well, happen? Uh, Sixty years of doc. That's a, that's how. Yeah, and Hillary Clinton or Clinton's foundation of, didn't help. Sixty years of Papa Doc and uh, Baby Doc, and uh, you know, I mean, it, you know, it, it, it was it, it's like North Korea. You know, nobody nobody's bothered to get involved in the politics there, yeah. and uh, we could have done a, if you, there was a time in my life where if you'd given me two platoons uh, of, of 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 men on foot. And, uh, oh, just a, you know, maybe a, 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 a not even a brigade, not just a, a, a force of light cavalry and a couple of tanks. I could have taken the whole island. I could, it could have been, it could have been me. I could be king. I mean, that, it was just nothing but thugs holding the place, you know, with violence. Bro, you could have given me like the blade sword of the daywalker and uh, maybe a machete, and I could have taken that island by myself. I mean, let's be real. Like that wasn't, you know, they just they weren't, they didn't care. They didn't, they didn't try. The militias had taken over. Nobody gave a crap. And then you had the the Hillary people came on, on board with the Sean Penns of the world, and they went in there and they and they did nothing. They just funneled money into their accounts, and then they said peace. And yeah. now they're all, now they're all eating dirt cookies. You guys seen that shit? You have uh, Haitians eating cookies made out of dirt. Yep, it's true, and it's and, and it's, it's an abominable thing. And and for it to be right out there, the BBC's out there every day filming it. You know, when, and when it first started happening, it was like just a cascading failure. Of, of uh, you know, of, of, there were people that were trying to help. And were and, and and the people that were that should have been helping them help were helping themselves. Well, here's the thing: you, tell, you said the BBC was out there. Why didn't they bring them food? They went. They, they filmed. They went. They filmed for like days and days, and they're watching these people make dirt cookies. They're like, we have catering. Bring these people some food, so they don't the, have the, to eat dirt. I mean, the thing about I, the, the thing about Haiti though is. Is that is that the government insists on distributing medicine and food when it comes into the country in the form of aid? The doctors are made to set up outside of town, so that you know you get doctors without borders or whoever happens to be some UN 
right. you know, boards of, of peace do-gooders or whatever. You know, that they got to set up outside of town and while the, the, the food and supplies and, and medical supplies are taken into town and inventoried, and then the people out of town are asking, well, could we have some bandages? Could we have some alcohol? Could we, you know, could we have some uh, morphine? Could we have some this or that? And they're Bare like, necessities, well, we'll, yes. you know, that we'll send you some, and, and they send them about half what they asked for, and and they're just padding their pockets. They're, you know, they're, 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 they they it's amazing how much a guy like Kim Jong Un can make being a rotten bad guy. It's astonishing. You can make a pocket full of money. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. it's not enough. It's not enough. You know, for a bunch of big, you know, big bad wolves. But it's sure enough for, you know, a stinking egg-sucking dog like that. It's, uh, you know, it's uh, disgusting what, what happened in, uh, what's happened in Haiti and what's happening in a lot of places like that. Guys, we're out of time here, and uh, it's been three hours of fun. The yeah. Butcher Shop, uh, by the way, I'm going to give the website again. It's weirdwilbur.wordpress.com. That's the, the website for the Butcher Shop, or is there a better link to, uh, that we could give out? Or is that the, the main one? That, that would, that would be the best one. That's our main. That's our main blog site. <clears throat> we got a couple others that are harder to find. But I would like to say personally, Jackal, this has been a thoroughly enjoyable two hours. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. For it was so you. enjoyable for me. I was getting into you and Ted talking. I just sit back drinking a beer and enjoying the show. <laughs> well, uh, see, Ted is a gentleman and a scholar. Me, I'm just a practitioner. But good times. Thank you for the compliment. I appreciate it. Yeah. Well, you, you guys, certainly, you, you certainly are. You are certainly are fun to work with, and you've got a voice that's made for radio. So, and a face uh, for it too, I hear. Yeah, well, I would, <laughs> I would say you ought to look into uh, uh, plastic surgery. Wow, well. certainly, but but you, you know, you might want to look into uh, to, to, to reading audible books. Uh, yeah, well, I've been told yeah, you definitely should do some voiceover work, just no on camera really? stuff. But then you go, I'm like, yeah, why? Well, I, I like camera work, Usually too. a guy like that, though, see, whatever it is that they're talking about, usually a guy who gets that kind of stuff being said to him, there's something about them that they are currently not utilizing as an advantage that can be used as an advantage, but, but, they, but that they are carrying as a, as a, as a disadvantage. And, and, and the trick is to find out what that is. So there's something about you that's obvious, uh, and, and, and you're carrying it around as disadvantage, but I'm telling you, it's like an afro. You know, an afro is something that can be used to your advantage. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm talking about, you can use, you, you can, like every day of the week, you can come up with a new way to use that to your advantage. So. Ted, um, and, I'm, I'm bald headed right now. Um, I used to have an afro. I grew up with an afro most of my life. I'm going to send you pictures of that. I'm not mine. And right. I, that that hurts the inner core of my heart because I miss my fro. I miss my fro like I miss the tears that I used to shed when my hair started falling out when I was 28. Uh, guys, this has been a fun three hours. You guys are awesome. You're welcome back on the show anytime. Uh, in Thank fact, you. I want to have you. Thank I want to have you. both of you on uh, repeatedly as uh, not in a stalker type of way, but I definitely want to have you back on on All the show right. here. Cool. Be cool because you guys are i've been just i've been cool but uh we were we have to go it's uh it's been a heck of three hours everybody who's listening in please come back on sunday night we have another big show in fact 
tribute to our uh, good friend and fallen comrade from SoFlo Radio, George Rodriguez, who uh, we lost on uh, July 3rd. It uh, would have been his birthday on Sunday, and I'm going to play a bunch of clips of uh, George and uh, celebrate what would have been his birthday. And uh, we mourn him, we miss him, and uh, he's a legend and an icon in the world of radio. And uh, there'll never be another one like George Rodriguez yesterday, I'm sure. Very underappreciated in this market here in Miami. And uh, till then, guys, please bookmark that page and check out that show Sunday night, 10 p.m., on PSN Radio, again, and SoFlo Radio. Till then, gentlemen, the drawbridge is closed, the cinema is down, and my pants are unzipped. So, till next time, I bid you uh, good night, good evening, a zit a and uh, toodaloo. Good night.